Welcome to the 3-0 podcast. Fair warning, this episode may include talks of adult themes, bad language and football. Hello and welcome to the 3-0 podcast. I'm Chuck, the Arsenal fan, and with me today are my two co-hosts, Matt, the Chelsea fan. Hello. And Ethan, the United fan. Bonjour. And with us today is special guest, Manchester City fan, and avid Sterling defender, Joel. Hiya, how are you doing? Doing alright, how are you doing today, Joel? Yeah, yeah, I'm prepared for anything that you might throw at Sterling or me. Just... Just, just, just to clarify, by Sterling defender, he's not one of those City fans who's like, you know, loves the money. Or it's actually Raheem Sterling, or like the money he loves more. Oh, it's both. No, no, both, both. Okay. both of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> money can buy you happiness quite well. Exactly. Sterling. Money can buy you happiness, and it can also buy you Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And they're both the same thing. What money and <laughs> happiness? Sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of people that might say otherwise, but <laughs> I, I was thinking more Sterling and happiness. They're both oh, the same see. thing for Joel. <laughs> well, no. I wasn't planning to get into it straight away, Charlie. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Well, 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 we'll get into that eventually. Ethan, we're going to start with you today, I've decided. What have you brought to the table? Well, seeing as I missed last week's podcast, I thought I'd, you know, try and bring yes, a bit of did. a debate to the podcast. I know, apologies, everyone. I know, I was, I was sorely missed, uh, I, I assume. Well, we assume you've listened to it. The, the, the tumbleweeds have gone by. Yeah, of course I listened to most of the podcast. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, the um the point I'm bringing this week um to be a good debate for us is I think the debate that we're going going forward for the next 10 15 years I reckon it's going to be Mbappe versus Holland you know um Messi versus Ronaldo is the big debate that's been going on for the past god knows how long um and I think Mbappe and Holland will be the next one um I'll, I'll start off first of all with asking you guys what are your sort of general opinions of both players I'll start off with you Matt what's your opinion of Mbappe and Holland um I mean to start off with my opinion, if we're going by comparisons of like the two best players in the world, like I assume that's mm-hmm. what we're aiming for. Like Lionel Messi yeah. and Ronaldo, two very different players, and but they're both goal scorers, obviously. But the the way they do mm-hmm. it, are two very different players. Whereas Haaland and Mbappe, um, they're I think they're more similar in the way they play. Um, I mean, they're obviously still two different players and they're still uh, top class players. But Mbappe, I think, relies way more on his pace and his skill, whereas Haaland relies on brute force and just his strength. So, um, so yeah, that'd be that'd be my two picks. How about you, Chuck. Well, I'd honestly, I'd, I don't think they're going to be as good as Messi and Ronaldo. I think those two players will never be improved upon. Mm-hmm. But I, I do agree with Matt that Haaland uses his strength, and he's got such a weird running action. You know, he, he's he's <laughs> yeah. all everything close to the body, hunched over. He just, is, just, yeah. he's like a bulldozer. He's like, like that Marvel character who just runs through everything. We did. We did mention in a wrap up, and um, obviously, Joel, you being a City fan, we did mention the one of the funnier moments of the um, Champions League games last week was when Holland was running through on goal and just made Ruben Diaz look like a small child and just threw him to the floor. Yeah, which well, is, I mean, no, we don't talk about that because Ruben's been a hero for us this season. But <laughs> that was that was scary that no one's done that to him this season at all, and he just kind of made him look silly, didn't he? Oh, yeah, it's, it's mental. Like the bloke's twenty years old, like Holland, and he's just going through of like proper. Like, and as well, Diaz is like a proper Portuguese shit house. Like, yeah. he, he no one knocks him over, and Holland was like, "Yeah, goodbye." <laughs> no, I'm sure it was just a dodgy bit of turf. That's he slipped. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's, there's no pivot in there. Definitely wasn't a strength test or anything, you know. When when we sign <laughs> next season, obviously I'll be saying differently, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. God, God, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's the last thing City need is more fucking attacking firepower. Um, but yeah, so um. That's sort of a bit of an introduction from you guys. I mean, Joe, what's your opinion of Mbappe? You've obviously given your opinion on Holland a bit. What about Mbappe? You're you a fan of him? Yeah, I mean, both. The, if we're talk, if we're talking about future like headliners, they they're clearly the two that are going to be up there. Um, mm. I'm not entirely sure if they'll be. You can class them as the best player because there might be some midfielders that'll be in there, maybe in with a shout. But definitely in terms of the two players that are going to grab headlines, they you know, I mean, Mbappe's already grabbed headlines with the World Cup. He's just yeah. so rapid. Um, I mean, seeing him in the other day, though, he, he does miss quite a lot of chances. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the midfielder you're, I'm guessing you're trying to put into that debate is going to be Phil Foden if you were going to put a midfielder into that debate. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm not one to say, but yes. <laughs> I, was about to say, I, was, I, I heard midfielder and I went, he's going to put Foden in there. I mean, Foden could definitely be in there, but I'm guessing yeah, I think we're talking there's a about... Number of, there's a number of youngsters yeah, of, yeah. of that sort of age group that could could potentially be, you know, we'll see. We'll see yeah. if their talent comes through, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, Lingard's still a, a young talent. <clears throat> yeah, he's on track to win the Ballon d'Or. I mean, honestly, if he keeps up the form he is now, he might be the next Bruno Fernandez, Jesse Lingard, <laughs> in terms of like you know the stats he's putting up. But I mean, he, he's, he's got to come back down at some point. But um, anyway, so talking about players who are actually young and have have potential rather than someone who's almost twenty nine years old now. Um, <laughs> I was going to go a, a little brief overview um, on. Their, their, their career so far of both players I'm trying, not going into too much detail but um, just to sort of like work out the you know how great these two young players are and even were going back I mean Kylian Mbappe made his debut um, back in uh, 2015 the 2nd of December 2015 he made his debut aged 16 years and 347 days which you know is insane to start off with like you're not even 17 years old yet and you're making a debut for Monaco I'm trying to think um, of 16 yeah not playing for Monaco surprisingly enough I don't think most of us were I don't think what I was doing at the age of 16 is allowed to be said on a podcast so <laughs> maybe not what well, playing BFL exactly, yeah. yeah playing FIFA 24 hours a day yeah exactly exactly um, so yeah so yeah he, he made his debut then um, Holland even more impressively made his debut on the 12th of May 2016 he was 15 years old and 9 months when he made his debut what but, league I mean, was that um, this was in the second tier in Norway, okay, um, right. which is, is a bit different. But I mean, even so, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, Holland, the size of him, he probably was still like 6'2", 6'3", at that point. Mm. Like, I mean, even a 15-year-old Holland was probably a physical specimen, let alone the 20-year-old one. But um, yeah, so Holland started off his career at um, a club called Bryn in Norway, um, whereas obviously Mbappe started us off at Monaco. Um, Mbappe scored his first goal aged 17 years and 62 days um, in 2016. Um, Holland's first goal wasn't until he joined Molde um, in late, sorry, mid-2017. Um, um, Holland was 16 years and nine months old, which again is insane. that You're not even 17 years old yet and you're scoring goals like for your club. This is going to show the, um, the the level that these two will get to. Um, obviously, Mbappe, as we know, um, started his career at Monaco. Um, his first, well, he, he, he had a sort of brief cameo role a few times in the 15-16 season at 17 years old. Yeah, played 14 games, got one goal and two assists. Started a couple of games, but wasn't like a main like mainstay in that team. Um, and then it was the following season, the 16-17 season, where he broke out when Monaco won the league. Mm. Like, um, When was the cash injection for Monaco? That was back in 2012 or 13, I think. It was oh, a was couple of years okay. beforehand. Right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't at this time. Mm. I think but by this point in 1617, they were trying to do it a bit more organically than they were when they you know, brought in like James Falcao and 
like you know half of like, i think ricardo carvalho was there at that time as well like mm. almost 40 years old but they're, they're trying to do it a bit more organically they're buying like you know homegrown french players and some younger players like you know mm. this is a team like we mentioned in the falcao special like you know falcao was there lamar um benjamin mendy players like that and he was one of these stars of this team at 17 years old um going on 18 years old he played 44 games got 26 goals and 14 assists including two hat-tricks, uh, one of which was a 7-0 win versus Ren in the uh, Coupe de la Ligue um, at 17 years old and 11 months. And then he scored another one later on in the season in a 5-0 win versus Mets aged 18 years and two months, which, you know, he's barely 18 already scored two hat-tricks in his career. It's, it's, it's the same numbers these guys are putting up already and they're barely out of their teens. Or not, not, literally, like, we'd be in college at this point. I mean, Mbappe's the same age I was. So he was like, you know, scoring goals for Monaco. Well, I was starting my apprenticeship at Zurich. I think, you know, very, very different uh, career paths me and Mbappe took. <laughs> you definitely got the short end of the stick. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm often compared to players like Kylian Mbappe um, <laughs> as, a, as a footballer. Um, not quite I'm, as good. I'm trying, um, I'm trying to think how. <laughs> yeah. I, I do wonder I who know. is asking that question. <laughs> me. How, how is even Olsen similar to Kylian Mbappe in football? I mean, we're about the same height. If that's if that's anything to go by, <laughs> that's probably the only similarity I've got to Kylian Mbappe. It's about the same height. Um, but yeah, so um, Holland's career. Um, we're talking about the two players started a bit later. Um, so by the time Mbappe was bagging goals in Liga, um, Holland had just joined a mold. Um, didn't really play too much in his um, as he joined in the first season. Um, I think he only played. Um, what was it here? Yes, yeah, he started four games, um, played 16 games and didn't get any goals um, in his first season. And then when he joined Molde, he played 20 games, got four goals and one assist, which again isn't amazing because he only just turned 17 playing in Norway. Um, it's quite impressive. And I think you've also got to consider the players he's playing with. Like as much as he was playing for one of the best teams in Norway, he's still only being supplied by Norwegian players, whereas Mbappe was being supplied by Bernardo Silva and Tom Lamar. Like you've got, you think you've got to like sort of pay attention to the context of both both teams. And Bakayoko. I don't know if Bakayoko was supplying three balls, but he was definitely <laughs> playing in that team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea legend, uh Bakayoko yeah. that is. Legend for the wrong reasons. Let's just put it out there. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Um and then yeah, um I, I go on to the 17-18 season next. Um this is when Mbappe, you know, he's joined PSG at this point. Um PS we'll, we'll probably get onto the financial fair play element later on, but Somehow PSG managed to sign Neymar and Mbappe in the same season without breaking financial fair play. God knows how they managed to structure that deal, but did they, th- they, they managed sell it really well. They structured it really well is what they did. Yeah, I think what yeah, they did is they got they got Mbappe on a loan deal to defer the payment, didn't they, I think? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, so Mbappe was there for a year on loan. And then they also did the whole thing where they break down the payments over several years. But, yeah. but I mean, still spending like £400 million on two players is, is still going to be... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They've got they've got some very good accountants, and they've got some very good people paying money into UEFA's pocket as well. But their executive got uh, chief exec got promoted into UEFA. I think it was. So yeah. Sorry, I should say allegedly been putting money into UEFA's pocket. You know, <laughs> just to go and you know but not we get say us allegedly any trouble. quite a lot, don't we? Like we <laughs> yeah, just probably say it two or three times per episode. We just love throwing accusations about, don't we? Yeah, we do. We really do. It's completely based <laughs> accusations based on. Uh, I mean, it's, it's for football fans, of course, we do. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Holland sort of. I'd say his breakout season. His breakout season domestically, anyway, was um, just 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 for context. It's very difficult to compare seasons, especially when Holland's in Norway, because the Norwegian season is the summer season, so it goes from sort of March to November. 
whereas yeah. the uh, domestic league in France goes from June to sort of, so August to June. So until it's they're both playing, it's in the impossible, league, impossible to play in Norway in the winter, isn't it? Because the ball just ends up being a frozen block of ice. Yeah, you you better off doing ice hockey at that point, or like playing, I don't know, <laughs> like some sort of other winter sports. I don't know, like tobogganing. <laughs> anyway, so um, Harland's breakout season with 2018 season uh, in Norway. Played 30 games, got 16 goals and five assists. Was the uh, top goal scorer in the Norwegian um, first division, the Tippelagen, I think. Very, I, I, I speak fluent Norwegian, so I can't you know pronounce the name as well. Um, a high point in that season for him. Bear in mind this season he was there um, for that summer season and in January moved on. Um, he also scored four goals in a 4-0 win versus, at the time, top of the league, Bran. Um, and he scored these four goals in 61 minutes, aged 17 years and 11 months. So the guy's not 18 years old yet and he scores four goals in a game in 61 minutes and then it's subbed off. Mm, that's right. mad. That is Lewandowski stats, isn't mm. it? So Yeah, it's, it's essentially they are putting up, you know, the numbers that the, the top, top tier strikers are putting up. Um just, just sort of around this sort of time um, is, you know, when, when Mbappe is at, at PSG, he's had, you know, personally for, for him, one of his best ever seasons, um, playing 44, play 44 games, scoring 21 goals and getting 15 assists, mainly playing on that white, white wing for PSG in his first season. Um, and, you know, while Holland's bagging in goals in the Norwegian Tipperlagen, you've then got um, Kylian Mbappe winning a World Cup of France. Slightly different mm-hmm. parts of their career. Um, it is, again, worth mentioning that Holland is two years younger than Mbappe. Um, but yeah, obviously Mbappe had a very good season for PSG in his first season and then has gone on and lifted a World Cup trophy. Is that the same with um, Messi and Ronaldo? Aren't they two years apart? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. it might be two or three. I think Messi, I think Ronaldo's born in 85 and Messi's born in 87, whereas Mbappe's born in 98 and Holland in 2000, which is depressing right. to yeah. think that like, Holland, so Holland's born in 2000, which is depressing. Like he's yeah. two years younger than I am. Um. Anyway, I think this is, this is where this is where the, the comparison comes. I think the comparison they always make is that Mbappe is more like Messi because he plays as like a winger quite often, whereas Holland's more of a pure centre forward. It's, it was, it's, it's hard to make a comparison in that sense because you know both mm. Messi and Ronaldo are wingers. But I think they're all know. different players. I, I'd argue exactly the, the, the most similar out of all of them, if you're comparing all four, would be Mbappe and Ronaldo because maybe yeah. their pace and their skill. Like in, in 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 if you look at uh, Ronaldo's earlier career, especially at Man- Manchester mm. United, he plays more like Mbappe does now um, yeah. at the moment. Whereas you, Haaland is obviously nothing like Messi in either either other way around. So so yeah, I'd argue they're the most similar players, wouldn't they? Yeah yeah yeah. Um, so now we get to the um, eighteen to nineteen season. This is where both of their careers, well, Haaland's career really really break uh, like you know hits the stratosphere. Um, and, you know, Mbappe just carries on for an amazing season. I mean, Mbappe um, got 39 goals and 17 assists. Um, this season, he does mainly play up top in the 18 to 19 season. Um, of those 39 goals, he got two hat-tricks versus, uh, I think, Guangamp, Guangamp in France and also um, against Monaco. He also scored four goals against Lyon. The only thing oh, I... Um, yeah, exactly. Four goals in the game versus Lyon. Um, and then got four goals and five assists in that season um, in the Champions League in eight games. Um the reason I mentioned the Champions League in the 18 to 19 season is because he got eventually knocked out to Manchester United. You know, Ollie's miracle in Palace. The <laughs> Ollie's Palace? at the wheel. Pal- Paris. In Palace. <laughs> Palace. <laughs> Did they have to play in the Palace Stadium? <laughs> no, it wasn't a miracle in Palace. The miracle in Palace was that the game didn't fucking get cold off, I think, this season. But, um, but yeah, um, and yeah, Mbappe had a, a brilliant season from his standpoint. Um, and then, yeah, the 1920 season is when 
Haaland really breaks through at Salzburg. I think we, this is the season when everyone sort of started paying attention to Erling Haaland um, as a future star. When he joined Salzburg, he didn't play much in his first season, but his second season is when he sort of like, you know, blew everyone out of the water. He, he had six months at Salzburg, which is the even more impressive thing. So in six months at uh, RB Salzburg, um, he played 22 games, got 28 goals and got seven assists. Um, and uh, yeah, which is which is insane anyway. And um, of those 28 goals, he, eight of them were in the Champions League in six games. So he's playing for an RB Salzburg team. They weren't a bad team. They're a very, very attacking team and they're a very good team. But you've got a guy who's literally, you know, 19, 18, 19 years old at Salzburg back in eight goals in the Champions League, including five hat-tricks in that season, of which his first Champions League game is he scored a hat-trick in versus Genk, and it was in 45 minutes. He's got a 45-minute hat-trick in his Champions League debut for Salzburg. He's a player who just loves a goal. He just (laughs) loves getting his laces through through the ball. Exactly, exactly. And you, you just don't see that with like most young players coming through. Like you, you, your first Champions League game is a big night. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll just go out trick. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that is very his mentality, though, because I mean, yeah, if we're comparing other players as well. He is a lot like Ibrahimovic in his mentality, isn't he? With the, especially with press, conference, press conferences as well. Same agent as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Mina Varela as an agent. Um, the only thing I would give Haaland is that it's, as much as Varela is his agent, as far as I can understand, his um, dad is also very, very involved in his career. Uh, it's probably the reason why he ended up at City is because of Alfinger Haaland. Um, the old, say, I was about to say City legend, but I don't know who's a legend, but he, he oh, played, he's played for the club for a while. He's, he's now. He's <laughs> if you get Haaland to your club, then he's a legend, yeah. yeah. yeah I think actually today the uh, the the club Twitter account tweeted about Alping. <laughs> yeah, they would do. Um, but yeah, so that, that was his first half season. Um, then the in January of that um, following season, he is then bought by Borussia Dortmund. Um, you know, there was the big rigmarole in January where, you know, there's people were thinking, is he going to United? Is he going to Madrid? Is he going where, where, where everywhere? Um, and I think United actually offered offered um, Holland more money. Um I think at the end of the day, we offered him more money, but I don't think we were willing to pay the agent fees to um, to Raiola um, that Dortmund were. And I think also Dortmund, I think, I think Holland knew that if he'd have joined United straight off, out of Salzburg, it might have been one step too far. Whereas joining Dortmund was a good stepping stone for him, which is a good decision he's made. Um, so we joined Dortmund for about £20 million, which, you know, between 18 and £20 million is absolutely nothing comparison, in comparison to, you know, the, uh, the levels he's hitting now. Mm. And he's going to um, be worth about 200 mil, isn't he? So... It would definitely be up there in terms mm. of how much he's worth. Yeah, um, I think t- two hundred mils a, a, a bit much, mate. One twenty, one thirty. The number they mm. quoted um, uh, Barcelona supposedly, I think, was yeah. one fifty plus a whole load of agents' fees and stuff. Yeah, I think it came almost to two hundred million in the end, but the actual figure was one fifty. I can imagine that's probably their first. I can imagine it'll be, it'll be negotiated down a bit because I don't think anyone is going to be paying ton. As good as Holland is, I think two hundred million pound in the coast. The post a post COVID world is probably a bit too insane, but I should who say knows? they've been quite quick to deny those figures. Yeah, those were the reported figures coming out. But yeah. I mean, if it is Barcelona, it's going to be paid in fifteen billion instalments because they're broke as well. So I don't think Barcelona <laughs> are paying anything for anyone at the moment. Mm. Um, so yeah, he so he joined Dortmund about fifteen between fifteen and twenty million euros. It's hard to know exactly how much they they paid. Um, and then at Dortmund, he got sixteen goals and three assists in eighteen games. Now, we're talking about hat-tricks and um, Holland loving to score hat-tricks in his debuts. 
His um, debut for Dortmund uh, came in a game versus Augsburg. I don't know if you guys are aware of this game or saw it at the time. Nope. Um, but he came... So basically, Dortmund were down 3-1 against Augsburg um, by half-time. Holland sub- substituted on on the 56th minute for Lukas Piszczek. And then in the next 20 minutes, proceeds to score a hat-trick um, as Dortmund win 5-3. That's mental. So <laughs> the guy came in 20 a, minutes. A 20-minute hat-trick after coming mm. on in a 56th minute. And his first goal was the 59th minute. So within three minutes of coming on, I'm fairly certain it was his first touch for Dortmund was a goal. <laughs> and then helped bring them back from 3-1 and um, eventually won 5-3. And yeah, he, he, he just, you know, carried on hitting those same heights. Um, Mbappe um, in that same season had an amazing domestic season, uh, 30 goals and 18 assists in 37 games. Um, the only thing I'd probably, I'd probably pit Holland over Mbappe for last season, just purely based on the fact that I think Mbappe had quite a poor Champions League campaign. As much as PSG got to the final, um, looking at the stats, he pretty much had no involvement after the group stages. And even in the group stages, Mbappe's goals weren't many important ones. He only scored one versus Madrid. Um, he got three versus Club Bruges and one against Galatasaray. And then in every knockout game, he didn't get a goal or an assist, which is not really what you're looking for on a route to the final. Um, you can't always be perfect, though, can you? You can't, you can't always score a goal no. every game. No, but I think, especially in that Champions League final, if you remember the Champions League final last year, PSG dominated the game like they did in this season, Champions League games. But, you know, if Mbappe was a bit more clinical, maybe they'd have ended up winning the Champions League last season. Well, not just Mbappe, yeah, you know, I, Neymar as I'm, well, but... I think the thing to to take in mind with that is the fact that Haaland, when he's at Dortmund, um, most of the attacks will be going straight through him. He is their main their main guy. I mean, yeah. they'll have some stuff with um, uh, Sancho and Royce and stuff, and most of it will end up with Haaland. Yeah. Whereas Mbappe at PSG, he's got to share it, share most of the attacks with Neymar. And so, in, in terms of individual stats, he's probably not going to come off as well because of that mm. situation. Maybe I mean that's just it's, it's it's funny you say that though because if you look at the likes of Ronaldo, he had. Well, Benzema, Bale around him, and he still managed to pull those numbers. Then you look at um, Messi, and he's had, well, Ibrahimovic, who he stopped from getting in the team pretty much. Um, you know, you had, yeah, but obviously to, the to be fair of... to Messi, he, the players around Messi were feeders. Like, yeah, Chavi, mm. Iniesta behind him, who just well, fed him the ball. This is mm. one of, the, this is one of the, the points that's actually been put against Holland at the moment is the reason that, well, a lot of pundits, I think, that the reason that Dortmund are looking to sell Holland um, over Sancho. Well, they're looking to sell both of them purely because of the fact that they may not get Champions League. And, you know, if they don't get Champions League, that's devastating for their finances. But I think one of the things a lot of pundits are saying is, is Holland actually helping this Dortmund team by being the actual focal point for it? But as much as he's doing great individually, if you look at this Dortmund season, they've had an absolutely atrocious season from their standards. Mm. And I think a lot of, lot of, especially a lot of German football pundits are saying is that is Holland actually hindering the team by, you know, taking all of the limelight and almost sucking every attack through him. Whereas, you know, Mbappe, you know, he has Di Maria, he has Neymar, which is, it benefits him in a certain way if he gets better service and definitely what, than what obviously um, Holland gets. But then it's also the, the pressure spread around a lot more. So I'm guessing it, 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 the argument could work in either way. But um, yeah, get, getting on to this season, which I think is well, honestly one of the most interesting stats I saw from, um, I used the website Transfermarkt um, for the information I used for this. Um, Mbappe and Haaland this season are on exactly the same goals and assists, according to Transfermarkt. <laughs> Both of them have 33 goals and 10 assists this season. Um, Haaland just got it in less games. So Haaland's played 34 games and got 33 goals and 10 assists, which again is astronomical considering he's in a very very poor Dortmund side at the moment they're in fifth in the Bundesliga 
Um, that's behind my um, favourite German team, Frankfurt, as well at the moment by about seven points. So I don't think Dortmund are going to get Champions League football this year unless they beat City, which, you know, the game tonight could happen. Um, if the referee doesn't disallow any more Jude Bellingham goals, they might actually end up winning. It was a horrible. <laughs> it killed him. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that um, high foot. Coming in at the pace, no, not having it. Can I can I also just mention yeah, well. um, Haaland's ringtone as well? His ringtone? I, I, I'm not aware of his ringtone. What is, I don't know. It's, it's a Champions League theme tune, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. He, yeah. he, he revealed that after being asked this question, would, would you ever move to Arsenal? He said, no, I like my ringtone too much. Yeah, so that also means that he's going to leave Dortmund if they don't get Champions League football, which I think isn't really a surprise. I, as far as I'm aware, I think both Holland and Sancho are looking not not looking to go, but I think Dortmund were looking at offloading Sancho anyway. They're preparing for Sancho to leave, especially after last season. And I think I don't think Holland's staying um, at Dortmund without Champions League football. So I could see Sancho going Manchester United. You guys need a right winger. Could do. He could do. I mean, you, you guys have been linked for so long with him though like yeah but Edward was fucking incompetent so it's hard <laughs> it's yeah. just hard to get deals done mm. um but so yeah, just some sell on value from that so we're essentially getting getting money from United quite like that well, that's right <laughs> I know you've already fucked us over a Carlos Tevez why not fuck us over a Sancho as well um but yes just, oh, just going on to this season obviously they um stats wise they're exactly the same the only real difference is that um Holland's pretty much played as an out and out centre forward all season whereas Mbappe's sort of move between that striker spot on the left wing. Um, I think he's played mostly from the left wing, especially in the, the Bayern game we recently saw him um, last night. He was playing left wing. Um, both of which are having actually probably subpar domestic seasons. Um, obviously, I mentioned Dortmund being in fifth. Uh, PSG are actually only in second. Um, I think they're about two or three points um, behind uh, Lille at the top of the French league. But, you know, for that PSG side, it's n- not good enough. Um, and obviously led to Tuchel being sacked, which... A benefit to Chelsea because you know they've got yeah. a very good manager now and mm. Pochettino the came in there, but exactly, but they've, they've, they've definitely not um, had the season they wanted to have. Um, just just another, another note worth mentioning this season, which is another insane stat. Um, so for Mbappe, he's been involved in 33%, um, sorry, sorry, scored, not been involved in, he scored 33% of uh, PSG's goals this season, um, and, and Holland scored 37.5% of all of Dortmund's goals this season. So we're not including assists. Of all the goals Dortmund have scored this season, Haaland scored 37.5% of them, which is mental. It's well, it's, 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 it's mental. It's, it's funny though, because if, if you look at those stats, well, they're both at 33%, aren't they? Um, no, so Mbappe's at 33 and Haaland's at 37.5. Okay, all right. So that is a slight difference, but it's not as much as you'd expect um, looking at, I mean, the point that you raised, Joel, about Dortmund, like all of their goals go through Haaland. It's not actually as much as you'd expect. Um, no, it's lower than I thought. Yeah, yeah. It's still a ridiculously high number. Yeah. For a, yeah. Th- <laughs> for a third of all your goals to be going through one player. I mean, that's just... yeah. And again, this is just goal score. This isn't counting assists. We can't assist into that. I'm very certain Mbappe's and what, Holland are both was, like almost 50%. What was Aubameyang's number last season for Arsenal? That's probably a high one. I don't know. It's a lot higher than it would be this season. So <laughs> we can leave that one of that. <laughs> Might be 0.1% or something like that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, j- j- just sort of end off this point. Um, I think that, as, as we've mentioned, they're both similar, but also very different players. I think Mbappe is definitely the quicker of the two. He's, oh, he's, I think, no he's, doubt. yeah, I'd, I'd say he's, he's the better dribbler and he's also the better passer of the two. Mm-hmm. I think his stats back that up. Um, he, he tends to get a lot more assists than um, Holland does. Um, Holland's obviously got the, the the power on his side. He's an he's an amazingly powerful runner. Um, he's not slow at all. He's absolutely rapid, especially for someone who's six foot four. 
and I'd argue he's the better finisher and he's definitely better in the air and all the stats I'd argue that as well. Yeah, I don't um, think anyone's arguing differently there. <laughs> no, he's no, also no, no. he's also the scarier of the two, I reckon, because you've got a six foot four <laughs> Norwegian bloke sprinting at you at, yeah. at not speed without using exactly. his arms as well, just just running <laughs> at you with like limpy arms, just like I'm just like a tank basically, just running. Just yeah. I was just going to say, I think the, the, one of the main differences, I think, when you watch them is that Mbappe doesn't look, not Mbappe, Mbappe looks like he should be good because he, you know, he, he looks kind of smooth in his movements his yeah. and everything. When you watch Haaland play, it sort of looks like he should be crap. He looks all over the place, but then he'll do <laughs> brilliant. He, do, he, does, he does kind of look like a year seven, like this, like carrying yeah. a load of stuff on the way to the next class and he's late for a lesson or something, doesn't he? When, he, when he's carrying the ball, he's just like, oh, this shit. Is... <laughs> Apparently, he looks like that kid in like yeah. under-13s who's grown much taller than everyone else and just well, you know, looks out of place. <laughs> it, just... is, it is very surprising, actually. Apparently, the reason that Holland is so good as he is, is um, he, 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 like a few players, hit his growth spurt quite late. So all through his youth career, pretty much to the age of maybe like 14, 15, he was quite a small, weak player. So we mm. had to learn how to like time his runs and had to you know, learn how to get him behind and sort of play, like use interplay and not use his brute force, which is the reason why he plays like he does. Um, he then got benefited by the fact that he then grew like, I think, five or six inches over a summer, um, <laughs> became the actual absolute monster he is now, which is the reason why he has the ability to run him behind and is so quick and so intelligent with his running. But then now he's also got the ability and the bonus of being an absolute fucking weapon when he goes through can just knock everyone out of the way as he runs through so you've got an, an intelligent attacker with ridiculous speed and you know a frame that will knock off most center halves in the world mm. um he, he's definitely going to be something i mean, I mean it, it's hard to say who will be the better player at the moment obviously Holland's younger um Mbappe's been playing for longer Mbappe's won more um but I'd argue Mbappe's you know he's won more because he's played in an easy league to win like as much as Holland's playing in the Bundesliga where surprisingly it's actually easier to score in the Bundesliga than it is in the, uh, the French league um, the stats do back up this it is easier to score in the Bundesliga but he's playing for Dortmund and Bayern win the league every single season like it's hard to win trophies at Dortmund because it's either going to be a DFB Pokal or you know mm. nothing and with Norway as well he's not going to win anything exactly Norway. that would have to be a hell of a carry for, for a Haaland yeah so. Um, whereas Mbappe obviously played in that amazing French team um, mm. as much as he was one of the main players in that team um, you know he, he had a lot of help in that World Cup winning season he had Giroud there I mean Giroud won it for <laughs> <him>, really <laughs> yeah the guy who scored no goals in the Italian competition won it for uh, won it for France yeah yeah, yeah. He, he was <laughs> yeah. he was support he was more support and that hair exactly well yeah definitely I can never take away his hair um, and then yeah M M Mbappe plays in this PSG team where they're expected to win the league every season Um it would be a very, very interesting debate to go and see because they're going to be at the top of this. Them with a few others maybe will be at the top of the game for the next 10 years. Mm. And especially in this Norway team that they're building, I am very excited to go and see this Norway team because, you know, they've got Holland, they've got Alex Solot, who's um, you know, an ex-Palace player who's currently yeah. playing for Leipzig. They've also got Odegaard, um, who may stay at Arsenal, who knows yet. Um, and they've also got oh, Sander Berger, who's at, who's at Sheffield United, but is, you know, way too good for Sheffield United as well. There is quite a few really good young players coming through in this Norway side, so it would definitely be interesting to see going forward. And then, obviously, France have the most ridiculous abundance of young talent in mm -hmm. the world. So I think definitely, across the next 10 years, it'll be a very, very interesting debate. But personally, I, I prefer Holland. I'm slightly biased. Um, I'm a bit of a Norwegian file. Um, and, you know, he's apparently Holland's friends with Oli, and it's quite close with Oli, so, you know. You never know. We might try and hijack the deal from City until they fucking throw 20 million on top and we fuck. Okay. So, so basically, you prefer the player that's most likely to join Manchester United? 
Um, to a point. I mean, I, I don't think either <laughs> of them are likely to join Manchester United in any sense. I think that mm. Holland's either going to go to fucking Barcelona, City, and no, I think I, that Mbappe is going to go to Madrid. But I, I don't think Mbappe will leave PSG. Not, not at the summer. I think the most likely player out of the two of them to join the Premier League is Haaland. Yeah, I think Haaland's pretty. I think Haaland. Yeah, he he knows his next destination is the Premier League. Um, he grew up in England as well, doesn't he? So he's said that he wants to come back at some point. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's born in Leeds, which is again very surprising. But um, yeah, he's born oh, in he Leeds. could join Leeds, go play for Marco Bielsa. Oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> I don't think incredible. Leeds have got the money for that. You, Leeds are one of the teams that he's been pictured in the shirt of. City yeah. Oh God. Um, he doesn't yeah. want money. He just wants to beat Manchester City it, as Leeds. It would be, be, be a very interesting summer, like you've mentioned. Like you know, um, his, his dad's got the links to Man City. Um, Holland did play under Oli um, and came for the Youth Academy at Mulder under Oli. So he's, mm. he's got connections to both clubs. Um, it'll be very, very interesting to go and see. I mean, the one team we can definitely rule out is uh, Arsenal because um, yeah. they won't have Champions I, I mean, even all. Chelsea are in slight contention because I so, know that... So um... we haven't ruled out Leeds. We've just definitely ruled out Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about Southampton or Bournemouth? <laughs> Honestly, I reckon it's more well? likely to go to West Brom than he is Arsenal, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was going to say... Um, I know that Chelsea are in very slight contention as well. I mean, I personally don't think it will happen, but I know Abramovich right. has said to Tuchel that if he gets Champions League, um, he's promising the funds for Haaland. So um, that can also be taken as, I'll buy you anyone in the world <laughs> if yeah, you get Champions yeah. League this season. So, um, so yeah. It'll, it'll, definitely be, it'll be very interesting to go and see where he goes. I think mm. that it's going to be a very, very interesting summer in terms of strikers available because, you know, allegedly Harry Kane's going to be available in the summer because he wants to leave, allegedly. Um, Erling Haaland's definitely going as far as I'm aware. Um, so, you know, mm, Messi. who knows? Messi could be going. I, I reckon mm. Messi's going to stay just because of the fact that I think no one can afford his wages. Um, the thing is, he might leave think it's free again. Oh, sorry, I say again. He might he because, of, because of his contract, because now he knows he wants to leave, he might actually be able to activate that option in his contract. Yeah. Anyway, did you... Yeah. Doesn't he? So, the president so um, who got voted in. So, I don't, I don't think Messi's going to leave now because his family weren't keen on leaving before anyway. Mm. Yeah, I think Messi's going to stay now. He's got a new president, but just, I, do think just... Mbappe, I do think Mbappe might leave. I can see him going to Real Madrid. I think of both Mbappe and Neymar, they're both trying to tie them down a new contract. I'm, guess, I'm, I'm guessing to be fair, it'll, it'll depend on oh, it'll depend on who's available in the summer and who's got money and God knows what else. But if we're going to end the point quickly, Matt, who do you prefer, Mbappe, Holland? Um, I I can't choose. To be honest, I can't choose. You have to choose one of them. I, I love no, watching no, Mbappe he, he, because he's skillful, and I also love watching Haaland because he's just hilarious to watch. So, if I had to choose, it probably would be Mbappe. Okay, Chuck. Matt's tightly on his white picket fence as per usual. Exactly. <laughs> There's no splinters left on that one. Uh, I'd choose Haaland. I prefer Haaland over Mbappe. What about you, Joel? Mbappe or Haaland? Or Haaland. Yeah, picked in the city shirt. His dad's a city legend. Got to be Haaland. <laughs> there we go um, I'm, I'm guessing that's pretty much going to wrap up the, the first point then three, three for Holland, one for Mbappe we'll see in the next 10 years as the better career as long as they don't um, have injuries yeah, for, yeah <laughs> fingers crossed neither of them get any major injuries because mm. you know Roy what a, no Roy Keane's not a two for him no definitely not Is, where's Ke- does Keane have a son does Keane have a son who's playing can we get him into I don't United? think so no I don't think he's playing Yeah, <laughs> at, least, at least not United but um <laughs> Yeah, can, just, can we, uh, can we sign him, him just for one game just to kick Haaland in the knee and then get that all going again? Yeah. I mean, if, no, if Haaland's no, playing for City, that. then yeah, that's fine. Boykin <laughs> uh, just Harland. comes out of nowhere and two foots him in. 
I haven't mentioned Haaland's cousin, by the way, as well, who's on some sort of weird 30 goal in 30 game streak in in Yes. It, what's what's his name? I can't find his name now. I'll, I'll quickly go and find it. It's I think it's like Fjordtop or something. What's his name? Um, his younger cousin Albert Brot Tuland is also football currently playing. Um, seventeen years old. Um, currently um playing at Molde at the moment. Um, uh, but when he was at Bryn second team, so the same team that Harlan started out at, um, he got sixty nine goals in forty eight games. Lol. In the uh the youth team at Bryn, and he's now currently at Molde. Christ, so you know, see we, another, we might have the next one. Brothers, aren't we? Yeah, thing is, well, we all know how that turned out. With there was four children all in the Hazard family, and, and two only two. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll see what happens. And then you've got Holland and his cousin um, Tiland, or Tiland. But it'd be very interesting to go and see. But um, I'm guessing that's going to sort of end this discussion. Most of us prefer Holland, but Matt's been on the on, on the Mbappe train so far. Mm. Um, only because only he's won more, to be honest. I, th- I think that's the reason why. But there we go. we'll see what happens. We will see. Definitely. Um, so yeah. Thanks for listening to this point, guys. Um, we're going to have a short break and then we'll come back after. Bye-bye. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the3nilpodcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the3nilpodcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello guys, Connor here from the Bundle YouTube channel. We are not only a podcast, but a source of your entertainment too. Here's a quick insight of when one of our members thought that the moon was actually bigger than the earth. Roxby being like, yeah, it's mad. Like, that is, that's bigger than the earth, isn't it? Oh, me, me and George just... Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that time when we remember Gordon Ramsay screaming and made one of his chefs into an actual idiot sandwich. Idiots. An idiot sandwich. A violation on that. <laughs> and lastly, when in school, we go back and touch on the most memorable moments. I need to get to my lesson, whatever. You're on the wrong side, doesn't oh, matter. No. And he goes, yeah. you yeah, get there and you go, oh no, you got to go all the way around. Turn around, turn around. You can find us all on The Bundle on YouTube or find us on Instagram, which is at the underscore bundle underscore, Twitter at the bundle underscore underscore, Facebook, which is The Bundle Podcast, and finally TikTok at The Bundle underscore. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Hello and welcome back to the 3-0 podcast. This time we've got Chuck with his point, so take it away. Thank you, Matt. Now, my point, and I'll put this bluntly, is a headache. I spent hours and hours poring over this just to try and understand it. And yeah, I still don't. My point today, alongside Joel, who's here to do some ranting for me, is all about the financial fair play, their rules, uh, what they are, how it works, why it was implemented when it became a headache, and who in their right mind thought it was a good idea to talk about this in the first place. I'm blaming you, Joe. 
Well, you shouldn't have invited a City fan on the podcast, then, should you? That's very true. Uh, <laughs> does everyone here know what FFP stands for? What it is? I mean, to an extent, but I'm sure you'll explain it for us, Chuck. Oh, yes, I will. So, Ferocious the UEFA... frolicking... I don't know. I don't know what L is. No. <laughs> Help me, that guys. Fucking quick. pansies. <laughs> No, it doesn't that, stand that for Good try, good try. Frolicking penises. <laughs> so it's uh, ferocious fairy pans. Uh, the UEFA financial fair play regulations were established to prevent professional football clubs spending more than they earn in the pursuit of success. And in doing so, getting into financial problems which might threaten their long-term survival. And these were seen implemented in 2011. Some have argued that they were instituted to prevent to prevent financial doping from outside sources injecting money into smaller clubs. Oh, 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 actually, can I just interject straight away? This ooh, sounds yes, like something this sounds like something that is uh put into save Portsmouth. Like they've seen what's happened to Portsmouth. Ah like, amount of times. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so there <laughs> I are I think a, it worked in the right way though. A few clubs that Joel can, can name that that sort of started this scenario. Well, the main ones were probably Portsmouth and Leeds. They're, they're sort of the, the ones that sort of triggered it, particularly in England. There were obviously others elsewhere, but the ones that we, we're aware of are Portsmouth. Yeah, I think, I think Dortmund definitely um, sort of triggered it in Germany by the fact that they basically went bankrupt and I think Bayern loaned them the money to get them out of debt. I think that's one of the things that triggered mm-hmm. it in Germany, at least. They, they own a, a certain amount of the club, don't they? That's why so yeah, many transfers, part of Dortmund, yeah. Yeah, that's why so many transfers happened for, for just like such low fees yeah. between the two clubs. That's why Dortmund aren't allowed to win the, the league either. <laughs> they just get to the like, January no, transfer we... window and then they're just like, oh, is that one of a good player that we kind of need? Okay, we'll take him then. And then uh, you guys can get still get Champions League, but, you know, we'll win the league again. That's, that's fine. Dortmund are Bayern's academy. We all know that now, don't we? Exactly. Mm. Just just like Southampton Liverpool's academy, Dortmund are Bayern's academy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, UEFA have obviously been worried that clubs have been losing money season after season. And they, they want to stop the downward trends and make sure that teams are limited on their, their net loss and their deficits. That's what they're trying to, to limit. Oh, some big words for you, Chuck. Yeah. I think it's an interesting point to interject to the fact that they went after deficits rather than debt. Yeah. And I think a main, main reason for that was basically to protect the big clubs that do have an awful lot of debt. I mean, United have won. I think they've, they've got something like... Um, I mean, it was before, before Corona, it was like 500 million... Debt, we can definitely it? go into another podcast about how the Glazers have fucked mm. over our club royally, but you know, they yeah, just they... basically what they do is they borrow money, um, you know, themselves and then basically put the money against the club. Um, so all the money they've borrowed, they put the debt against the club and then take the money out themselves. Well, United are basically paying for Tampa Bay's. Up. United are basically paying for Tampa Bay's new stadium, aren't they? Pretty no, much, so. yeah. The, the Glazers <laughs> can go fuck themselves. They are yeah. horrible people. They just I mean, put in too one, many windows. One, Another one that's obviously come up recently would be Barcelona. They're over a billion yeah. uh, euros in debt now, aren't they? No? Mm. I think it's 1.4 or something billion euros in debt. Just madness. But they went after, obviously, the point I was trying to make, they went after debt, after deficits rather than debt. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go into some more stats for you. So in 2009, a UEFA review showed that more than half of the 655 European clubs incurred a loss over the previous year. And although a, a small proportion were able to sustain heavy losses year on year as a result of the wealth of their owners, at least 20% of the clubs surveyed were believed to be in actual financial peril. So obviously smaller clubs were going to be in financial peril whilst bigger clubs like City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, AC Milan 
they're going to be all right. They make enough money. So the vast majority of the overall European football debt is actually owned by only three of the biggest leagues, which are the English Premier League, the Italian Serie A, and the Spanish Primera Division, commonly known as La Liga. So all most of the debt just all in those three leagues. And I think most of the debt out of those three leagues is all Barcelona. Maybe. Other than that, every Serie A team bankrupting themselves every year. I mean, yeah, if, you, if, you look, if you look in the Serie A, they literally just... The, the whole like co-ownership thing they've got out there is probably a separate point about co- like, co-ownership, but the fact that they've got co-ownership and they loan so many players is the reason why Palmer went into liquidation and many, many Serie A clubs. Okay, well, what do you mean apart. by co-ownership, though? As so in what, they, what they used to be a thing. Have. No, 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 no. So in the Serie A, there used to be a thing called co-ownership that they're trying to get rid of, where basically it's a bit like a loan deal, but essentially you own a proportion of the players' rights. So, like, for example, Juventus and, I don't know, um, AC Milan. It would, it's unlikely, but in this situation, Juventus and AC Milan would each own, say, half of the players' rights, mm-hmm. um, and then they'd leverage it against deal. So, like, you know, AC Milan might say, we'll give you the other 50, 50% of so-and-so's rights in return for a player. It's a bit like third-party ownership to a point, Ooh. but it's not. But, yeah. yeah. That, that's will- that's almost willing slavery. Is it? Well, slavery. It's not quite slavery, though, is it? Because, I mean, the footballers want to be there. That's, but... that's quite okay. a big word you're throwing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's quite slavery. But, but you're, you're, talk- you're talking about proportions of people, like your, of ownership. of. It's more about two clubs owning a contract rather than an actual yeah. player. It, yeah. it, it's more like instead of a contract being at one club and being loaned to someone, both the clubs mm. will own a proportion of that contract and then right, they can okay. negotiate how much of that they have. Yeah. But they've tried to stop doing it because they've realised it's a really fucking bad way of dealing business. I think that was the key word, though, wasn't it? It's not not player, it's contracts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, cool. Right, one more report. Uh, This was done by... I'm going to butch this name. It's probably French. Deloitte? Deloitte. Deloitte, Deloitte, yeah. Deloitte. Work for them. (laughs) The accountancy firm. One of the biggest in the world. So they indicated the total debt among the 20 Premier League clubs for the year 2008 and 2009 was around £3.1 billion, with clubs like West Ham having a £90 million deficit, Everton a £30 million deficit, and even club like Portsmouth having close to £60 million deficit as they slid their way down the leagues towards non-league football, probably a little bit too close for comfort for most supporters. I mean, by the time we were in League 2, we were all right. Yeah, you say so that. The, the slow descent down there, which wasn't as fun. <laughs> well, you say slow, it was pretty pretty quick. Well, yeah. In the, <laughs> like in the space comparison. of what, 2010 to 2014, I think we dropped like four leagues, three yeah. leagues. Yeah, so yeah. That's, and that's it could have been four. It could have been four, Ethan. Imagine nah, the, it was. The, the, the scenes. Support, the Pompey Supporters Trust saved us. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and, and now we've got Disney owning us. Well, not actually Disney, but you know, the ex-CEO of Disney owning us, Michael Eisner. Can I just say, those of you that haven't listened to the Portsmouth uh, episodes, what, what one was it? Was it? Was it? It was one of the one? early. I think. I think, no, I think it's the second or third one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of our earlier ones. If you haven't listened to that about the Portsmouth section, and you're listening to us now, I suggest go listening to that. Um, yeah. Because then you'd understand our what we're talking about Portsmouth well, quite a lot. I understand to a point. I think even we struggle to understand it when you go into yeah. the depth of how fuck Pompey were, but it'll give you at least um, some sort of knowledge about what happened. Mm. Shall we have a look and see if? The financial play rules were successful. Oh, go on, Chuck. I'm we can we can look. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I am. <laughs> well, I mean, one. When I was talking to Chuck about this, one of the ways that we thought of how can you uh, how can you decide whether financial fair play is successful is obviously looking at. There's kind of two ways to see it. Really, is are the leagues still competitive? Is it still is football still football in a more 
in that respect. Um, but also in terms of our clubs still going into administration or has that been solved? Now, obviously, spoiler alert, there are still clubs going into administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, particularly at the moment with, with COVID and everything, there are quite a few at the moment who are in trouble, but also there are other outlying problems that, um, that I think are still in, existing uh, in football, in finances of football today. Um, first of all, though, let's, let's have a bit of fun. Let's go over and see if football's still competitive. One of the easiest ways that we thought of doing this was basically going over and seeing the last 10 years, the last decade that we've had financial fair play and seeing the winners of the top five leagues and how often they've won it compared to the decade before. We could open up this up to a quiz. And, and, uh, and... Let's do it because I'm autistic and I like this sort of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So uh, let's start with um, the one, yeah, La Liga. Um, so from 2011 to, uh, to 2020, um, we've had three different winners. I'm guessing everyone knows. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, let Chuck guess because that means he could fuck up and it'll be funny. But, <laughs> but Matt, me, and Joel went through this together. Like, I don't oh, okay. Chuck's okay. on the notes in front of him, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he had fucked that up, I'd be very concerned about his prep. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but yeah, so Barcelona got six, Real Madrid have three, and Let's Go have one. Uh, now, in uh, 2000 to 2010, there were three teams again. However, one of those teams has changed. Anyone want to? Assuming it's Atletico. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a Let's Go swapped out. Was it Deportivo La Coruña who won it? Uh, no, it was Valencia. Oh, was it? Did but, did Deportivo definitely won it? It might have been in the nineties. Well, I've actually got two two lists here to try and figure this out and try and figure okay. out the best, the best way of putting it across. And one of them was um, different teams that have come in the top three, and Deportivo mm-hmm. are one of those teams that have have definitely changed from being. Fairly consistently in the top three, so all of a sudden not being that. You know. Well, you, I think they're in their second division now, or yeah. like quite low down in their second division. So they've gone from a consistent top three team in Spain to in the second division in the space of 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in uh, between 2001 and 2010, they were in the top three four times. Um, and then they just fell apart. But yeah. Anyway, digress. Uh, on to uh, Bundesliga. That's the next one I've got on this list. Um, so 2011 to 2020, we've got two teams that have won the Bundesliga. Um, Go on, Chuck. Go on, this is a difficult one. This is a difficult one. Mm. Um, well, I've got the notes here. Matt, you can I have reckon, a guess. I reckon it's Werder Bremen and Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, just having a guess, it's probably Bayern Munich. Mm. Am I right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, it's I'm assuming Dortmund as well. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so Bayern are on an <laughs> um, uh, eight-win streak, I think it is. <laughs> Competitive, in, in quotes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Dortmund have won it twice um, and then I mean this is really where we see it might not just be FFP coming in to change this but there definitely is a difference here because 2000-2010 we have five different winners of the Bundesliga Ooh, oh this, this okay. sounds like fun it suddenly becomes more interesting I'll give you a clue Bayern won six so, okay so they're um, still they're still the big team mm, but there are four completely different what different teams I'll, I'll let Matt guess first, and then I'm going to guess because I know I think I know yeah, at least I, three of them. Things Dortmund are a fairly new club for being winners of things, aren't they? As well, so I, yeah, I'd not Dortmund almost bankrupt in the mid 2000s. I don't think they're yeah. winning any. Yeah, I was going to say I, I'm not even sure Dortmund's on that list. I, I honestly don't know, to be honest. I I reckon I know one of them Stuttgart. Yeah. Um, Wolfsburg are definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, Werder Bremen are they one of them? Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? You're missing one. You're missing one, Ethan. Oh, who's that with another one? Um, that's really going on me now. Who won another Bundesliga title in that time? I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get the last one. Who's the last one? There was a reason they went bankrupt. It's Dortmund. Oh, it's Dortmund. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I overthought I, it. I can't actually say if that's why they went, if they went bankrupt because they spent so much money to win the league. But, you know, they, they won a league in that time and they also yeah. went bankrupt. Um. Yep. So uh, again, another really obvious, really different league here, where it, where there's been changes over the last decades compared to the decade before. Uh, Syria. Um, <laughs> so uh, two teams have won it in the last decade. Um, one team has won it nine times in a row <laughs> since 2011. Uh, that's Juve. And um, who, who can guess who? Do you want to guess who who, who got it in 2011? Was the oh, last, last team that wasn't Juve? I'll let you do it, Matt. Is it AC Milan? It was yeah. AC Milan. Hey, there you go. Cool. Um, and then big difference, not necessarily in the amount of teams that won it, but in in sort of who's sort of sharing it really. Um, uh, in the decade before, so uh, 2001 to 2010, um, we've got four teams. Um, do you want to continue guessing? Or? Are we are we counting Calciopoli in this or not? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it affects him the amount that one of them won. I'll let Matt go and see see if Matt knows who won all the leagues in the mid two in the 2000s for the Sorry, for Syria, yeah, yeah, yeah Syria. Um, there's one of them that got disallowed. Yeah, Juve oh. got one of their. T- also, I would give it away, but you know, it's yeah. one of the I was ones. Gonna say, there, yeah, it's going to be Juve. It's going to be AC Milan. Is it Inter mm-hmm. as well? And then possibly yeah. one more. Oh, go on, the last one. Hmm. Let's see if Matt can get it. I know there's one other big club, I'm th- but I can't think of them for some reason. I'll give you a hint. Lazio. Mo Salah. No, no, it wasn't. It was Roma. Roma. Yeah, oh, Roma. okay, yeah. Okay. Lazio won it in the 90s. I think Lazio won yeah. the 99 2000 season and then oh, went okay. bankrupt. That was Sven Joran Eriksson as well as manager. Yeah, yeah. Sven Joran Eriksson won the league and then because and then, we did what every big club did and spent loads of money and then decided, you know, oh shit, so we've got no money to pay these players and then almost went bankrupt. Basically proving the reason why we need something like FFP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, both them and Dortmund. I'm fairly certain Lazio are still paying off the debts that they've got back then. Um, I'm fairly certain, like, I think, think I'll, I'll say, I'll say oh, I'm, I'm a bit of a Lazio fan, but um, I, the, the debts that Lazio have got are a lot less than they were, but they're still paying them off now. And it's, what, 20 years since they last won a league title? Surprised me. Blown. Uh, I think the interesting thing about Serie A is, is the change in um, in guard of who's been the, the, the big team, really, because in, in the 2000s, it was Inter won it five times, mm. and Juve only won it. I've put two and a half because one of them got disallowed for cheating. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, we don't know about the other two whether they're cheating those, but you know, speculation. Um, but yeah, yeah. Roman, Roman AC got it once each. Um, uh, and I think then this is the uh, first time we have an accusation where we don't need to say allegedly. We know for a fact they cheated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, Italian football and you know cheating, I think go hand in hand. If you, if you look allegedly, back at we're of, saying uh, allegedly to that. <laughs> I I can definitely say this is not allegedly because you go back in every football scandal. There's been about at least five to ten match fixing scandals in the past 30 40 years involving the city air clubs they just love fighting referees out there they just love it are there any italian listeners to this his name is ethan Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he also lives in portsmouth (laughs) it's covid you can't come anyway get out out of my fucking country (laughs) fucking brexit go on lads Uh, fucking brexit uh, right anyway next one league um here you go now, this one is quite interesting because mm. it's exactly the same. However, the teams are completely different. Yeah. Mm. 
So I think the French leagues had had a weird thing going on, basically where PSG have suddenly got some money, haven't they? Yeah, um, and changed. The yeah, league. only some I money. Want, I got some money. PSG. <laughs> <laughs> they went from a nice little Parisian club to you know getting given millions by a bunch of um, Saudis. Is it Saudis? I can't remember. Saudis, UAE, Qataris. Yeah, PSG, Qataris, and City is UAE. Oh, the, um, the, the Saudis wanted to buy Newcastle, didn't they? And then they weren't allowed because apparently they don't pass the fit and proper test, which is the yeah. bollocks test, I think. That they, yeah. they, which Abramovich like... would never, never pass now. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> A bloke who's literally tied to the Russian mob and mm, has got yeah. the money in a very dodgy way and has, I'm fairly certain, not allowed into certain countries anymore. I'm fairly certain yeah. there's a world wasn't that Abramovich wasn't allowed into England. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure why, but um it might have been just to do with his visa um but i've got a feeling it's something more than that to be honest <laughs> i think he was doing some naughty things and i think the british yeah. government knew about it and i think they went ah oh, just stop doing those naughty things roman mm. please yeah i think it's his links to putin isn't it he's got weird links yeah to anyway before we get banned in russia um <laughs> wouldn't take much <laughs> uh yeah so four teams both in the last decade and the decade before that we've got, we got two more we've got teams. liga and premier league okay. right so yeah. So obviously the most recent is PSG, and then mm-hmm. you've got Monaco. Yeah. So is that two? Yeah. How many yeah. was it? So, so four, four in each. Four in, four in this each. Decade and the, four okay, in this I'm decade sure. and the decade before. Marseille, I'm assuming for this decade. Not for this decade. No. Okay, so it would be the the previous one is Marseille then. Okay. Yeah. You can assume. I think they were on the on the on the bridge between. Yeah. Between Who else? Then? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I that, that's all my guesses. Go on in. Ethan, you uh, Lille. Yep. Uh, Montpellier, yeah, and then last, and then, and then and then the years before, I think it was Leon. Definitely got one of them. I think um, was it Leon, Lille, um, PSG, and no. So wow. for this decade, it was PSG, yeah. Lille, Montpellier, and uh, Monaco. Yeah, and then the previous decade, it was Leon, uh, Nantes, Bordeaux, and Marseille. Hmm. Oh, I didn't realize Nantes got I think the interesting thing. The interesting thing about the French League is that this decade, PSG have had seven titles, yeah. um, and then the others have all got one. And then the previous decade, Lyon got seven titles, and the rest <laughs> have all got one. Yeah, Lyon just dominated, didn't they? Like, oh, that team they're, was they're, insane, though. They like, had seven you, in a row. They won Giannino their first Giannino was there, seven. and Giannino is just an absolute fucking machine. Lloris was there for some of it as well, wasn't he? So. Yeah, sure he, he was there for the latter years. I'm, I'm mm, fairly certain yeah. he wasn't there that much during the um, no. league domination. Mm. It was Gregory Coupe, I think, as the keeper at that time. Oh, yeah. Always used to sign him on Football Manager. <laughs> 2004. Anyway, um, yeah, so Premier League, last one. Um, so Premier League is the is the exception to this sort of this hey. rule of lack of competitiveness for the last Best decade. league in the world, that's why. Yeah. So the Premier League's got... Whereas all the others have kind of gone from 2000s, more teams are in the mix trying to win mm. it. The, uh, and then... And then gone to fewer teams in the last decade. Premier League has gone from only three teams winning it in the two thousands to um, five teams winning it in the last in the last decade. Um, uh, so yeah, so this decade, five teams won it. I think we can all probably guess these ones. Yep, not yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> so, <laughs> we almost did. We almost won one. It's all right, fairly Chuck, even, fairly, fairly even as well, wasn't it? The, the split. Uh, it, was, it was it was the the Leicester season. Yeah, but you must want one. I'm assuming you've got one Manu, is it? And then one. No, two Leicester. for Manu, two for uh, uh, Chelsea, um, three for City, four, four for City. Four. Um, four. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, is that all is of it, your league titles? Though? 11 12. <laughs> you, you, won, you won 11 12, and you won. Is you win 13 14? Uh, yeah, 11 12, 13 14, and then uh, 17 18 and 18 19. Yeah. And yeah. obviously Leicester won one of them. And then in Liverpool, obviously, as well, um, one there, one last year. Liverpool Leicester. Yeah. 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 The I don't count there when it was COVID. <laughs> COVID um, season. It's not a real season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost got called off. Imagine that. Imagine if it would have gotten called off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, stop, stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> that was me last season. Stop the count. Now, trust me, I was hoping for the league to get cancelled, but it's the only time I'll say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, previous decade, three teams. This is your, this is your moment, Chuck. It was Arsenal were one of them. Yeah, Wee! Arsenal were one of them. <laughs> you had the best two. one. You won two. Yeah, we did. Arsenal won, Arsenal won two in that time. Um, Chelsea Just won three. Chelsea won three and United won five. So... Mm. Fucking up, Swalix. So there you go. I think. I think with the Premier League aside, there is sort of sort of a, a rule of thumb for the, for FF, impact of FFP, where um, the big teams have, with the big revenue, have sort of taken taken off and made made leagues slightly less competitive. Which I think was one of the one of the worries of FFP, and I think mm. still is. Um, I mean, I'm sort of hoping it's one of the things they might change. Even as City are now got massive amounts of revenue, you know, I. I, I I feel bad for the team fans of the lower league teams that aren't going to get that. It almost seems, doesn't it, with, with FFP that it almost penalises the lower league clubs who can't generate the revenues of Premier League clubs. Like I know QPR a couple of years back got like a massive fine because they were like operating on like you know like a shoestring budget and obviously they had a lot of players and like high wages. Mm. I think one of the criticisms was, what's the point in fining a club who are already in debt? Like it's it seems counterproductive. Like well, I think it's also history, yeah, it's also like look, Newcastle for example. If you take them as an example, they should be a club that's going to get lots of people trying and coming in and buying them and turning them back mm. into. I mean, they've got a massive fan base. They're they're quite easily marketable because of because of Newcastle because of the two. Yeah. Um, so they it should be quite easy for Ashley to sell it onto someone else who's going to come in and invest and try and bring them yeah. bring them back into the fold of being one of the main main clubs in England. And I think there is a there is a factor of why would you why would you buy them if you can't actually invest that much money to to bring around that rapid change. If you are, yeah, say the Saudi group or something like that. that it's weird how Salford haven't got caught in that either because mm. uh, Salford are obviously they've probably been one of the more the more noticeable teams that have come up from you know nothing to suddenly becoming a good team, and they're they're owned half by the class ninety two and half by Peter Limerone's Valencia. So I'm very yeah. surprised they haven't been caught by FFP yet, but you know they must just have very good accountants. <laughs> I think there is a thing where they they might get away with it because of the marketability of the fact of of their owners of the yeah of the class of 92 and they get quite a lot of media attention so i think mm. that i'm speculating i assume that's probably where quite a lot of their revenue comes from yeah it could be i don't know but yeah um yeah so so that's that's competitiveness of ffp we've sort of already already discussed the downside whether or not it's sort of set out done what it set out to do which is whether it was stop um leagues from uh teams sorry from going into administration um I mean, recently we've seen a string of them: Berry, Bolton, Leighton Orient. I mean, Palmer, as you mentioned earlier, um, have all since FFP have been been implemented have all gone into administration. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's why they're coming. They're coming up to the point where they're bringing around some new changes, uh, which I think Jack's going to talk about in a moment. Yes, yeah, I, I can talk about that because that as yeah, they're, they're they're ripping ripping it all up really, but. They want to try and keep something implemented. So what they're doing, and I quote, it's going to be a 
transition from the idea of spending as much as you collect to spending what is necessary without waste. I think what we've got to ask ourselves, what what do they or, or we or what do we define as waste? Agency fees spring to my mind. Hmm. Agency fees are waste. They've got an absolutely fucking mental, wouldn't they? Like, Mina Warlow, I'm surprised he's not a billionaire for the amount of fucking deals he does. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, when, when a club signs a player, say £40 million, that's just the fee the club pays the other club for the player. On top of that, in the in the shady backgrounds that is the transfer market, uh, you've got to account for player bonuses, agency fees, some players ask for extra bonuses, family accommodations, and other such payments that talented did, footballers yoik out of Did anyone clubs. see... Um... I saw, I think, yesterday, the day before, um, the alleged contract that Barcelona were offering Holland, and I think it had like a 20 or 30 million euro payment to Viola, and then also the same payment to his dad as well, on top of the transfer fee. So like, his dad, dad was... Viola's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riola's dad. Yeah. You never know with Riola. I mean, well, yeah, you can find money anywhere, but yeah, like, it's absolutely insane, like, I'm pretty certain it's a similar thing with Neymar that Neymar's dad gets like a ridiculous amount of money every single time he moves a club. Like I think he's made like 50 million quid off the Barcelona move or something, and probably even more off the PSG move. I think that's probably why quite a lot of the big players make their dads their agent. I mean, Messi's dad's his agent as well, isn't it? Yorkie Messi. Yeah, I mean, Guardiola's Neymar brother's well. his agent, isn't it? I'm referring Guardiola's brother's his agent, and yeah, Neymar's dad's his agent, and yeah, a, a lot the of the reason is... why they try and you know the big ones that are going to. You know they're not really going to have a problem with finding a this club. This is the reason okay. that when I have a child, I'm going to train them every single day to be a footballer and then take all their earnings. It is a completely, you know, completely oh, perfect get, business plan. You're going to be a great father. Oh, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> the thing is, what happens when the child gets better than you and you can't train them any further? Was that when they're like six years old? I'll, I will happily invest as much money to make him become a multi-millionaire footballer. <laughs> I'll get thirty million fucking euro bonus when he gets fucking moved to Barcelona. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. All right. Uh, Shall we talk you, about? Only you would see a child as a his business investment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a child is a long-term oh, investment if you get them into the right sport. <laughs> they can either do football or they can do boxing or they can do something that makes them millions. Golf. Just imagining you walking into Barclays asking for a business loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got my wife pregnant. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Can I have an insurance oh, no. loan on my son? He's, he's not born yet, but I'm going to be a footballer. Uh, that's funny. Let's, let's move back and let's talk about some of the changes that they want to implement. One of them being a salary cap. So mm. this will be interesting to see what this does to big salary players like Messi, Neymar. Um, will we see Mbappé or Haaland? Holland never get to the big bucks because FFP are now blocking those big salaries. I mean, I think it sort of depends on how they implement it, doesn't it? I mean, if they do it like the American football way, where instead of salary capping per player, they're salary capping for the team. So the team have got an X amount that they're allowed to spend on salaries. Um, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I, interesting how they do it. Yeah. Um... Is, is it going to um, leak over into like the, the women's football side of things? Are they going to get salary captains? Is it going to be worse for them? Or are we going to see uh, it, it get closer between men and women with the salaries? I don't think so, just based on the fact that it's... The, the, the issue being on that, it, it, it could probably be a, another discussion. It's, we have to tread very carefully on that discussion. But yeah, the reason why men's football has way more money than women's football is because of the exposure and the, the revenue they bring in. So mm. I can't That's imagine... Women's football is the fastest growing sport in the world. Yeah. Mm. It, 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 in the US, yeah. I, I think uh, this year just gone, the US is, I think the women's football, they either equaled or uh, got more revenue 
compared to the men's. I think they earn more. Like, yeah. Generally, if you include so, the sponsorships and stuff, and, and um, on top of it, they, uh, earn they, more. they went on. They went on strike, don't they? Because uh, a couple of years ago, because they make more money they, in terms of they bring in more revenue for the Americans, but they don't earn as much as the yeah. American. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's ridiculous. I think they did it and then they went to court and then I think it was thrown out of court because they actually worked out that actually you earn more than the men if you count out the, like, the amount of games you play. <laughs> I think, that, I think mm. that's how it ended up and it being thrown out of court. But yeah, mm. like, women's football is definitely ever growing and it, it, it's, it's just hard to imagine it getting to the same size as men's football just based on the fact that the men's had like, yeah, in the UK at least because it had what, fucking 80, 90, 100 year head start on women's football and Mm. they've got so much money in there that maybe a salary cap could help that but you know we'll we'll have to see another change they want to implement is bigger chance of economic fines as opposed to being removed from competitions um the big clubs will just be able to ignore this really won't they i mean city are able to pay lawyers enough to get out to to get out of it so so city were innocent (laughs) the lawyers being expended was just good at business expenditure Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> How much did you pay for the lawyers? Was it more than the original fine would have been? I don't know, but it wasn't enough. We need to <laughs> pay them more. <laughs> How, more lawyers, however much it was, proving Manchester City innocence was was well forget worth buying it. In, forget buying Mbappe, just get more lawyers. You know, not do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man City's gonna turn into a legal firm, not a fucking football club anymore. <laughs> I mean they've already turned into a university, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. Have they? You just well, hate the, us because you hate us. That's all it University is. of City. Oh. Uh, I mean, Ethan, you mentioned a, a, what was this going to do to smaller clubs like that that get fines whilst going into administration? Mm. It's just pointless. It's like it's like how could you like fine a club? Like I, I understand if a club's backed by like a multi-million, like like you know, like if, if we're talking about like you know, um, I don't know, say for example, the owners of PSG decide to buy a really small club. And they funnel loads of money into it, um, but they're operating at a loss. Then you could sort of understand to a point, you know, a, a fine in that aspect. But if you're like a, like a fan-owned club or like you know a lower league club who's owned by like an owner who's not is rich but not ridiculously rich, if you're going through financial turmoil, the last thing you need is like you're way for chucking like a fucking five hundred grand million, two million fine on you to then have to pay off on top of your outstanding debts and stuff. You're I just think you're going to dig yourself a bigger hole, really, aren't you? Yeah, I think it should definitely be more of an education piece and maybe like a support piece from UEFA rather than just offering punishments to clubs who can't afford to run, especially based on the fact that football clubs are notoriously really hard to make run a profit because your only, only real income is sponsors and match revenue and prize money. And a lot of lower league clubs aren't going to make that much. It's, it's the nature of the business. Most of them barely break even. Mm. So I don't think it'll work, but you know. I think the good thing this time, the the way that they're implementing those rules is that they are actually going to consult with the clubs and the clubs are going to be asked about these rules and they're, they're going to try and work something out with them. Uh, but this could mean that clubs, owners and managers could tell the FFP to stick their proposal up their rear ends. I mean, it depends what clubs they talk to, doesn't it, again? I mean, if they end up talking to some of the kind of established status quo ones, then they'll want more more sanctions put on on yeah. that sort of thing the, the stuff that we just talked about they, they would want it to be harder for someone else to break in um, yeah if if you hear like when they have all like the the, the, the meetings I, I, I can't remember what the big um like group of clubs is but i know that juventus is owner yeah number g14 and the um the agnelli family who own juventus um andrea agnelli is the guy who runs it um and literally every time like he, he's the one who's advocating for european super league he's the one who wants you know elite clubs to like you know it's the reason the Champions League is changing and um you know 
I, mm. I I just think football's getting more and more towards the you know almost a bit like a Super League um, sort of format, and then everyone else being below. That's very interesting, Ethan, because we're actually going to talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about what what it what you know all this FFP, all this change with the G fourteen, what what all this could mean. Mm. Yeah, what what our discussions could be. What it's inevitably going to lead to, I think, is 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 a sort of European Super League. I think that's got to come at some point in our lifetimes. I mean, FIFA have kind of put it off for now, haven't they? By they saying that anyone who joins, any footballer who joins a European Super League wouldn't be able to play in a FIFA World Cup. Oh, yeah. I, I think they said that and then didn't like the players' union basically come back and said, that's discrimination, you fucking idiots. And then it's yeah. been involved in a big like, debate since then. I mean, let's be honest, UEFA will go to the biggest bidder. So, oh, so, exactly. Not UEFA, FIFA will go to the biggest bidder, sorry. So if UEFA keep funding FIFA, then they'll be happy. But yeah, if it comes I mean, to where a European Super League is going to get them more money, they'll they'll jump ship, won't they? If, if we had the fact allegedly into this, every single football organisation that I've seen is corrupt anyway, allegedly. So UEFA, <laughs> FIFA, Set Blatter still fucking bodding about somewhere. Funding money to people. City got proven innocent in court, so we're definitely not. <laughs> okay, okay. Just because you get proven innocent in court doesn't mean there's a there's nothing. OJ Simpson was proven not <laughs> Can't guilty. Prove it. There's no evidence. OJ Simpson was proven not guilty, so was City. I'm putting them in the same bucket. I'm not just there's any City fans out. There. I'm not comparing Man City to OJ Simpson. But... <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. It was the um um uh, there was also I can't remember his name now. Uh, Paolo Scaroni. I think it was him who said this. I've, I haven't actually found the quote. So, so, uh, but I believe it was him who's who's coming up with the new um, Champions League format. Mm. Um, and uh, I believe there's also a, an idea that's been put out there that the G14 clubs wouldn't be able to buy players from other G14 clubs. I mean, all right. It ruins Ronaldo's and Messi's hopes then, but you know. Mm. I mean, we've already got the um, new third UEFA um, like competition coming in, haven't we, um, next year as well, which is going to be a very interesting what, Below the Europa League. Yeah, the, the, the UEFA Conference League, isn't it? Which is mm. a very weird tournament because we, we, we're almost going back to the 90s when there was like the Europa, sorry, the uh, UEFA Cup, the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup and the um, um, European Cup back in the day. Almost so going the UEFA Cup Winners' things. UEFA Cup? Mm. No, no, there's, there was three. So it used to be like the... European Cup was for the, the, the league winners um, and then it was the UEFA Cup for like teams finish second and third or so on and so forth and there was the Cup Winners Cup for everyone the domestic cup and then for a period there's also the Intertoto Cup which happened during the summer which would get you into the UEFA Cup it was very confusing in the 90s to early 2000s of UEFA competitions there's a lot as a City fan I'll also say that the European Cup Winners Cup was the most prestigious one okay was it was it <laughs> the only European trophy that you need to win so, yeah, apparently the only one that we have won. Who needs a Champions League? Eh? Uh, <laughs> Not City or Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to interject one thing. I know I've been talking about all of these proposed things that that are probably going to happen. Um, I do want to quickly just remind everyone that what happened with Chelsea with their I'm, I can't work out if it was financial fair play or not. Um, I think it was. It was something to do with like dealings with younger players, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think you were just nonsing up kids, weren't you? Well, we... I mean, not quite <laughs> to that extent. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> it was more down to, like, we just own so many players. I mean, we are the big loan club, aren't we, really? Like, we just own so many players and just loan them out for the sake of owning them out. And I think, obviously, one of the other things that is similar to financial fair play was the rule of, like, having so only... Like we're allowed as many homegrown players, I think, 
as we can have, but you have to you have a certain amount of like foreign players and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got we got fined and penalised for that, unlike City. Um, and yeah, obviously we were banned for for transfers for a while, weren't we? So could clarify that City have been fined for breach of FFP before. It's just not the recent one. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure City have done almost exactly what we've done, just not quite as much of a big extent as well, like regarding buying and selling the younger players. City got um, better lawyers. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> Invest in your legal team and you can get away with anything. That's what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is the case. I mean, again, all we were innocent. You know, it could be... <laughs> Innocence in inverted commas, just saying. Yeah. No, no, no. There's no inverted commas, is there, Joe? Just, just no, innocent. Innocent till proven guilty. You can't prove it in a court of law because our, our lawyers are so goddamn good. So it's in still... italic, in bold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> valid business plan and it works. <laughs> just, just stick the word allegedly before it and it's fine. Mm. That's what we need to do. <laughs> they are allegedly corrupt. They can't do anything then. Mm. <laughs> well, We're allegedly that. innocent. That sounds as bad oh, as... <laughs> There was actually one thing that I just wanted, because we talked about Chelsea, but I forgot to mention earlier on when we were talking about clubs in debt, one of the interesting ones is Chelsea. Mm-hmm. It's because of the fact that, whereas City have got zero pounds worth of debt because of their owners invested their money by buying shares, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how they've, they've got their original money. With Chelsea... Covered it up. Abramovich has done it with a loan. Right, yeah. So technically, whereas United are in £500 million worth of, of debt. Packing um, the Glazers. To the Glazers. Um, Chelsea technically own, what was it, Chuck? It was like over a billion. It was like 1.6 mm. billion pounds from a loan. No, I, I don't think it was quite, I don't think it was more than Barcelona. I think it was, I was, it was. It? I could be wrong. It was over a billion anyway. Yeah. I mean, it does seem weird that that's the case though, because mm. Abramovich could just pay that off straight away if he wanted to. Well, I think I'm guessing it though. Yeah. He keeps it in the club. So that then, for tax reasons, he, he oh, I see what you mean. Right away, and he will only yeah. have to deal with it when he, if he oh. decides one day to sell Chelsea. I yeah, one point three billion, Joel. Three billion. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It's not quite yeah. as bad, but yeah, that that's more of a, uh, that's more of a scheme to just, yeah, like you say, with tax rather than actual mm. real debt, isn't it? Yeah, like the glazers, <laughs> we we so. we pay for the fucking stadium with the NFL team. Mm. You wonder why, like, all the United fans were shitting their pants of happiness when it was like rumored that the Saudis were to take over. Because we just want the Glazers out of our fucking club because they're just parasites. Wasn't there a point where Gaddafi was supposed to be buying United as well? Honestly, he's better than the Glazers. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'll, really? I'll, I'll take him out. Really? Glazers, yeah. you we're throwing that one out. Mid 2000s, Gaddafi was supposed to be buying them. I think. Yeah. On, honestly, I take like Kim Jong fucking Un over the Glazers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. I all. think if that happened, Manchester United would not be in the Premier League anymore. Nor would they be in England for that matter. I'd feel like he'd just try and like usurp Old Trafford and just like helicopter it to ship it to somewhere else on North Korea. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't helicopter Old Trafford anywhere because it's been so fucking left derelict by the Glazers. It'd probably fall apart if you try and take anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) They'd still wear red though, wouldn't they? So they would do exactly. Like we, we are basically the Communist Party of the UK. (laughs) 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 Oh, not at all. Oh, oh, God. There's only a few clubs that are less communist than United, and they're probably Chelsea and fucking Arsenal. I, I guess United like to share their money around, don't they, with their transfer fees? So. Exactly. We're like, Leicester, take 80 fucking million pounds. Have fun with it. <laughs> Buy a better set of half with it than what we fucking got from you. Anyway. Yep. We all happy? We all, we all done? Yep, we're good. Yeah, nice. let's head into a break then, and we'll see you in a moment. 
Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the 3 nil podcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the 3 nil podcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello guys, Connor here from the Bundle YouTube channel. We are not only a podcast, but a source of your entertainment too. Here's a quick insight of when one of our members thought that the moon was actually bigger than the earth. Roxby being like, yeah, it's mad. Like, that is, that's bigger than the earth, isn't it? Oh, me, me and George just... Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that time when we remember Gordon Ramsay screaming and made one of his chefs into an actual idiot sandwich. Idiots. An idiot sandwich. <laughs> 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 Mate, the violation on that. <laughs> and lastly, when in school, we go back and touch on the most memorable moments. I need to get some lesson, whatever. You're on the wrong side, doesn't oh, matter. No. And he goes, yeah. you yeah, get there and you go, oh no, you got to go all the way around. Turn around, turn around. You can find us all on The Bundle on YouTube or find us on Instagram, which is at the underscore bundle underscore, Twitter at the bundle underscore underscore, Facebook, which is The Bundle Podcast, and finally TikTok at The Bundle underscore. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the 3 0 podcast. Thank you for listening to that short ad break. I'm sure it was absolutely fascinating. And we will now get into the final point of the podcast, which Matt is going to be doing. Matt, take it away. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about one club players. So I've got a list of 10 players. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and... Yeah, basically, obviously, we know Chelsea, Manchester City, Real Madrid fans. All, we all know that money can buy you virtually anything in football. However, the one thing it can't buy you, though, is loyalty. Um, but, I mean, Chelsea obviously have quite a few players that have been loyal. City do as well. Um, I mean, Real Madrid kind of do, I guess. Ramos is a big one that comes to mind. But um, they all included big money moves beforehand. But anyway, we go on to the first player. And uh, it's actually a goalkeeper. And I didn't know about this before I researched this guy. And his name is Rogerio. I'm going to let Chuck pronounce that later on. Uh, Senegal. S, uh, sorry, C E N I. It's Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to help here. Okay, you can try. I could try, right? That's that's. I need to find the name first. If it's if it's Portuguese, wouldn't it be a hard C, not a soft C? If it's like Spanish, it'd be a soft C, wouldn't it? Whereas if it's Portuguese, it'd be a hard C. Maybe I don't know. Like Chenny, I don't know. Chenny, probably. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I I don't want to try just in case I get it wrong. I've got enough wrong in, <laughs> in my life. It, it might anyway. be Rogerio Ceni is how I would say it. Okay, that's, that's the Spanish pronunciation then. Yeah. Yes. Okay then. But yeah, so he was a goalkeeper. Um, and obviously, I mean, goalkeepers generally go through less wear and tear than outfield players. Um, but he made 1,152 appearances for Sao Paulo, which is mental. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was playing well into his 40s. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, obviously, I think this is the only player on the list that's not in Europe. Um, because obviously, the European football is generally classed as the best football in the world. Whereas, um, like elsewhere, it's, you know, you can kind of play for the same club. And uh, if you're a semi-decent player, you could probably play at that same club at a reasonable level for quite a while. Um, but this guy, I mean, I think he scored over 100 goals as well as a goalkeeper. <laughs> is this the goalkeeper that takes free kicks? Yes, I, I yeah, think so. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so yeah, over 100 goals. So in, you know, if you imagine a goalkeeper per pretty much per 100 games, uh, just under, he scores a goal. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? You'd want that goalkeeper on your team. Depends how many goals he's letting in. That that is true. Um, honestly, I don't have stats for him for that, but um, but I, I know that he was quite well renowned as as a reasonable goalkeeper, yeah. though. Yeah, Joel, I'm I'm still waiting for Edison to take a penalty. Well, oh my, I was I was desperate for it when uh, Rodri took the last penalty that we scored. Well, he is apparently the best point taker at Man City, isn't he? Apparently, yeah. Well, well, he's he's quite clearly cold blooded at pressure situations. So yeah, you kind of. He's, he's going to take one one day. If he City ran up to the halfway the... line, didn't he? He ran up to the halfway line. Like, I'm here. I'm ready for the penalty. It's like, no, go back, go back. <laughs> Apparently, when he ran to the halfway line, he was telling them which way to shoot because the goalkeeper, you know, I can't remember who it was he was facing. It was, was it Larice or someone? Um, Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, but he knew which way the goalkeeper was going to go. And then Rodri <laughs> went and ignored him and took that terrible penalty that still somehow went in. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, shall we move on to the next player now? I think... Ethan's going to love this one because um, he's spoke about him before. It's Ryan Giggs. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, we know Giggsy, as he, as he is affectionately known to United's loyal fans, might not have notched up as many appearances as Rogerio Senny, whatever his name was again. I think it is Senny, not Jenny. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, a bit harder. But yeah, he's unquestionably been more successful during an incredible career um, with 963 Manchester United appearances to his name. Um, Won the Premier League 13 times, FA Cup four times, three League Cups, and two Champions League winning medals. Two of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Alex Ferguson, I think he's the most loyal servant under him. Um, yeah, he loved him, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He loved Giggsy. I've heard a yeah. story about Giggsy, and this is one that needs to start with allegedly, because I don't actually know if this is true. Okay. But there's, there's a story that um, he actually first got scouted by City. Um, and then turned up to City Train uh, City Academy in a United shirt. Um, <laughs> so they moved him on to the United Academy. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm. That could definitely be true. I don't well, know I've... if that's United fan propaganda, but it could know. be. It could be. Yeah, is that like the like Harry something... Kane in an Arsenal shirt? Like, is, 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 is that the one that, like, you know, is, is uh, that, that, that's Kane? not allegedly. He has been pictured in an Arsenal shirt when he was younger. When, when <laughs> Photoshop <laughs> exists. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I mean. In, in fairness to Giggs, he's it's weird with Giggs because he's he's one of the most loyal footballers and probably one of the most important people. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at him, mm. he's one of the most unloyal people, but one of the most loyal footballers because mm. what well, he shagged his um brother's wife um while um his own was it he always shagged her while his brother's wife was pregnant or while his own wife was pregnant either either mm. um maybe both he, um so yeah he, he, he he's a loyal United player. A very questionable person off the pitch, and I'm very certain Wales fans hate him as well because he used to always um get a little knock or a slight injury whenever whenever a Wales friendly came round and only really played in a qualifier or a major tournament for Wales. Mm-hmm. That's good to see. Yeah, that's good. I think we have covered him before, haven't we, on the previous? Yeah, uh, I think episode. we're going for the, the um, team of the year for the nineties, or so team of the yeah. season, team of the decade for the nineties. I think he was in. Yeah. So he definitely wasn't that. Mm, yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, we will move on to the next player then. Um, 
very, very well-known legend to AC Milan. It's Paolo Maldini, and he got 902 appearances for AC Milan. He was just... I, I don't understand how he was so good for so long. Like, he like made his debut, I think it was like in the mid-80s. Was it 85? I think 84, 85 made his mm-hmm. debut in and was playing in Champions League finals in 2007 and winning them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the longevity of that man was just insane. I think there's... Yeah. 41 there's, he retired at. Yeah, like there's always that saying apparently that you said that um, which I always like it's like if you've, if you've had to make a tackle you've already made a mistake or something, wasn't it? It's like the art of defending is not by making a tackle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, like, yeah. You know you're pretty good when whenever a young player comes along now everyone says they're the next Maldini. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, AC Milan have retired two numbers in their club's history and one's for Maldini and one's for Franco Baresi. Mm-hmm. So you're a very good player if you're up there with a retired AC Milan number and even his son now, um, Daniele's now playing for AC Milan. Weirdly, his son, Daniele Mardini, is actually a, more of an attacking midfielder or a winger rather than a you know, <laughs> defender. But He's clearly watched the highlights of his dad growing up. He's like, these are boring. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. what, 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 what do I want to do this for? I want to go forward and have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was but... the highlight, though, for Maldini? Was it getting headbutt by Zidane and winning the World Cup? That was Maldini, wasn't it? No, that's Matarazzi who got headbutted. Oh, well, forget it then. That's going to be... had retired by that point. I think Maldini <laughs> retired in 2002, I think. I mean, it was, it was already like fucking 36 by that point when he retired, like, like late 30s by the time he was even like retired from Italy. But yeah, Matarazzi got headbutted. Oh, in my head, I remember that as Maldini. Come on. Yeah. Uh, both sort of head out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Italian. Yeah. Both Italian centre-mouths. Yeah. But yeah, he won 26 trophies, which is actually mad for a player, isn't it? Um, five of those were Champions League, which... I, I don't know if that's the most, but it's definitely up there for a single player, isn't it? Yeah, for he's, Champions League trophies. I think yeah, he, he he was part of that Milan Milan side of the like late eighties and early nineties under um it was it it's Capello and it was before uh Arigasaki, which is like basically dominated European football for years. Like he's, he's, he's too how good. do these names live in your head rent free? I could I could name you the entire back line of the Milan team at that point if you wanted to. Well, it was it was Mardini at left back at this time. Then you had um, um, Baresi, Coscatura, and uh, Galli played a bit, um, who was an older player. And then you had uh, Mauro Tosotti at right back in at, the, at that time. Ooh. That was the back the Milan back line of like Albertini, Lancelotti, and then the, 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 the This the is Dutch why we don't of... let Ethan do quiz. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And then you, <laughs> then you have like they had like the Dutchman of like you know Rijkaard, Hullet, and Van Basten. That Milan team was insane. It's not even fair how good that team was. Mm. Anyway, yeah. onto the actual players rather than me just waffling yeah. on about Milan team in the nineties. Yeah, we'll move on to the next player now. He's a Leeds United player. Um, seven hundred and forty-four appearances for him, and it's Jack Charlton. Um, I don't know if any of you know him. Yeah, no, I'm sure my dad. Bobby Charlton's brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He 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 was basically he was a centre half for Leeds um, during one of their most successful periods at the, uh, at the time, and was just. Uh, I don't want to say an absolute shit house, but he was like, you know, he was a, he, he, he was, a, imagine a centre half who was English playing in Yorkshire in the 60s um, and 50s and imagine how he tackled. Mm, and that yeah. is how he tackled. Yeah, yeah. I, I th- his brother as well, Bobby Charlton, was a, a one club man, wasn't he? Uh, no, he wasn't. He played for Preston after leaving United and then went uh, to America. But mm. I think that there's one story that always um, sticks with me about Jack Charlton, Bobby Charlton. And this wasn't when they were playing, it was later on. Um, they had like a game, apparently they had a very, very bad history between each other and they weren't like exactly very close. Um, but apparently after one game, uh, Jack Charlton turned up at Bobby Charlton's um, like uh, training ground 
and just gave him basically a bunch of um shot animals he loved he loved going out shooting animals and like hunting and stuff and just had a bunch of like shot pheasants in the back of his car oh gave it out as a him. gift yeah not, not just pretty... have a load of dev- dead animals because i don't like no you, but it was a genuine he, gift it was like a thing like basically he was just an old-fashioned bloke who was like here you go bobby you're softy here's some fucking <laughs> shot <laughs> shot animals like that. oh i see yeah that's fair enough i mean one other thing you've been asked well, to do some shooting practice yeah. and got confused yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. No. Um, one other thing to mention as well, just quickly, he was part of the 1966 uh, England World Cup winning team. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously, I'd assume, the highlight of his career. Of, of his career. Um, yeah, making over 700 appearances for for Leeds is quite an achievement. Well, for any club, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, from 1953 to 1973. And he had 628 in the league, 52 in the FA Cup, seven in the League Cup, and 56 in Euro- European games, and one in a Charity Shield match. So, yeah. Um, next player, I think we're, well, the next couple of players we're all going to know now. Um, Jamie Carragher, uh, 737 for Liverpool. Um, yeah, I think we all know him, don't we? The, well, yeah. the well-known Everton fan um, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, came from um, Everton's Youth Academy. Um then went to Liverpool and was yeah, it's always, always been an Everton fan, which is quite quite funny. Mm, yeah, and his family Everton fans as well, which must have been awkward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a yeah. great pundit, isn't he? Oh yeah, him and Neville just fucking yeah. love going at it. They are the best pundits, I think. Not, oh, not definitely. Like, I think, especially the combination of them two together, it's just hilarious to watch, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, some would say he's pretty much his entire career was overshadowed, overshadowed by Steven Gerrard. Um, but I mean, that was the way he liked it, though, wasn't it? Really? Well, yeah. Like the, the whole thing, wasn't it? Is that Carragher was the the voice of the team, and then um, like Gerard like led by example, didn't he? And Carragher mm. be the one fucking in your ear during the game. It's the reason Liverpool worked so well. I say worked so well. Um, they didn't, didn't win, win any league. Like, league titles or anything, <laughs> but you know, it's the reason that, that, that they were so good as captain and vice captain is that Carragher would shout at you, and Gerard would be off, you know, mm. scoring yeah. a FA Cup or Champions League winning goal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the one thing to mention about his career is that he did win everything apart from the Premier League. Um, so as far as players go, like, not many better than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, no more than what Arsenal or City can offer at the moment, but but still. Um... <laughs> no response? You can't, you, you, you can't, you can't, can't I, I've brought my guest on and all you're doing is slandering his team. I'm not happy with this. <laughs> the league is the only thing that anyone cares about, so. Well, that's really that not true though, is it? No, the best team in the Champions League, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah. You can so... just get lucky in cup competitions. Mm, yeah. All right, Joel, you, you, you and me this season, we're Arsenal and City winning, a, winning a United get lucky European in cup competitions. Title. Have you seen Man City's Champions League record up to the knockout stages? You usually get drawn with like a Belarusian second division team mm. in the first fucking knockout round after time. All right. Okay. No, no. Because I've heard you say this before on the podcast and that's only in recent years because we're the first seeded team from England. Uh, uh. The years before that, we were getting Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, all of the group stages. So, yeah. Yeah, but that surely doesn't count towards the knockout stages though. That That's where it doesn't, that's not really relevant. Nah, we, we don't talk about those. <laughs> I can't wait for Pep to out-pep himself tonight. It'd be funny to watch. Mm. Yeah. He's going to play that fucking, like, you know, Gabriel Jesus left wing back or something and just fucking go mad. Mm. Benjamin Mendy up front or something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the actual point one yeah. about rather than um, progressing. So we'll move on to the next player then. Um, Paul Scholes, another Manchester United man. 718 appearances for Manchester United. 
he was good, didn't he? he yeah, was, I'll, I'll he give you that. Good he was player. good. He's, I'd, I'd say he definitely is. He's at least definitely the most naturally gifted at football. Like the guy, like. Uh, sorry, what, what are you for what? What do you mean? You said the most naturally gifted at football. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, it's just he's, in general, he's, 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 he's oh, the most naturally gifted of, of, okay. of in everything. Right, like yeah. everything that he ever won was gifted to him. You didn't know. Well, gifted to him. No, there's always the stories, isn't there? That like allegedly, like you know, Barcelona's Lamazia were like going through like archive footage of like skulls and teaching like teaching their players like to like, review footage of him and like apparently Barcelona wanted him in the nineties and offered like Ferguson a blank check and Fergie was like fuck off, I'm not sending him. Mm. And if it's Ferguson, I can imagine Ferguson definitely saying that as well because he didn't wasn't one to mince his words, was he? No, um, no. He, yeah. he was known for the hair dry treatment as well. So exactly. I mean, the, the bloke retired, came back at retirement with a thirty pound pair of fucking Sports Direct boots and fucking ran mm. a Premier League game. Like mm. he was just, he, yeah. I, I I think we'll we'll probably get onto the Gerard Lampard and skulls debate later on, but I'm probably I think biased, I, that deserves I, a special. I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah that, that'd be a special. Yeah, I'd definitely put skulls top of that. Yeah, well, that's because you're a Manchester United fan. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the deciding factor in that one. Oh, yeah. I have to do some studying. You will, and I, I think after credit. studying, you'll know who to choose. So yeah, Paul Scholes. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, to be to be fair, one thing on Paul Scholes' side regarding uh, Alex Ferguson, I believe I was watching a, uh, a documentary. Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but one of the things mm. I can't remember which documentary it was either. But one of the things that stuck out was that Paul Scholes never received the hairdryer treatment from Alex Ferguson. He was the only player in all of Alex Ferguson's managerial career where he didn't go and shout at him <laughs> in the changing room. He didn't need to. The, so, the, the thing with Scholes, like, he, he, he never, I, I never saw Scholes, apart from maybe in his last 18 months of his career when he was like 37 years old and was, you know, he lost his legs a bit. He, he never really put a foot wrong. Mm. There's, 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 there's a story that I think I had Ben Foster say recently on a podcast, uh, the Happy Hour podcast. He was, he was talking about it and he went, he was in training one day and he looked over and saw like the other players like playing and he saw Skulls, he basically take a ball out of the sky and it's the top corner or something. Like, it was like some amazing things Skulls had done and Ben Foster turned around and went, oh, that's fucking brilliant that was. And the goalkeeping coach at the time went, who was it, Skulls? He went, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, any, 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 anything amazing happened, it was just like, oh, was it Skulls? Yeah, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course it was. Yeah, yeah. You say he never put a foot wrong, but I definitely remember him giving a tackle to Zabaleta well, like in the nads. <laughs> by putting <laughs> a foot that, wrong, maybe that's I what meant, he meant to do. I, I don't meant, know. He, 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 he performed <laughs> 90 minutes, you know. Mm. He, yeah. he, he could occasionally put in a dodgy, a dodgy tackle when, you know, when he didn't when he didn't need to was it a dodgy tackle or was it a purposeful tackle never put a foot wrong that's what he meant to do it <laughs> if it's against City it's probably purposeful yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean also another thing uh, he retired twice yeah <laughs> um, so was it he, in 2011 he retired was it I think and then he came yeah, back so oh, sorry. he retired after the title win in the 2011 season and then we had like a massive injury crisis the following season while he was coaching and this is what I mentioned he, allegedly I said yeah, listen that's it um, according to him, he basically went out to Sports Direct because he had by that point he'd retired and he had no like boot sponsors and stuff. Mm. So he went down to his local like sports shop, bought a pair of like football boots from the sports shop, and then came back and played in a Premier League match on the weekend. <laughs> That's quite funny. But yeah, but yeah. I think we've probably covered enough about Paul Scholes. I mean, we're obviously going to do a yeah. point about him at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. So we don't want to give too much away. Um. There's two players now. This is a dated article. So there's two players now, John Terry and Stephen Gerrard, 
they were at the time of this article they were one card players obviously John Terry isn't because he went and played for Aston Villa and then mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard went on to play for LA Galaxy so we won't mention yeah, these guys any more than it's, Amer- it, it's football out in America does, does it really count yeah and it's football in the championship soccer is completely so. different isn't it yeah sorry it's soccer over there, isn't it? It's completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a completely really. different sport. Mm. Different mm. rules and everything. What I would say is that, you know, Gerard was didn't, didn't exactly do amazingly out in the MLS. From, from no. what I hear from MLS fans, he wasn't brilliant out there and he ended up mm. retiring. And obviously John Terry's an Aston Villa legend. Yeah, slipped up out there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so we will go on to a player. I think if you... One of the players that comes to mind, if you just say one club player, um, and, and then you say... Or even if you just say Roma, who's the player that comes to mind, guys? Well, it's El Gladiatore, El Capitano, all different nicknames for this player. Yeah. Um, Francesco Totti. Totti. Yes, it is Francesco Totti. Um, he scored 290 no, goals. No, 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 no. Francesco Totti. Totti. No, no, no. Totti. Totti. You were right. We, we were saying in an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but yeah, so he scored 290 goals and assisted another 181 in his 707 appearances for Roma. I think he was a holding mid, wasn't he? No. Wasn't he? What was he then? He was a forward. Like he basically, was forward. What? Centre, for, like a centre he, forward, force nine, sort of. He, he basically played any position across the front four, but um, he was most known for sort of being like a more withdrawn sort of forward or like a left winger or that sort of player. Oh, well, that's not actually a great return, is it? For... I mean, for a player who played into his 40s, like almost 40. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I guess, I guess a lot of that. those games probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah like. In, in all competitions, you got 307 goals, which is in 786 six games is pretty decent, considering mm. that, you know, he was like, yeah, literally like he, he hit a 25 goal and a 17 goal season when he was like 35, 36, and then like, a 10 goal season when he was 35 or like almost 40, I think. Mm. Yeah. So I guess a majority of those was a appearances are, are when he was older, though, as well. Um, so no, he, 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 he played from the age of 17. He was just. Basically, because he was at Roma for so long, um, he just, you know, he, he played through multiple different teams in that Roma team. So, mm, yeah. yeah, for the good times never on the quite had. One of the things <laughs> I remember most about Totti, though, was, was constantly getting Yeah, he, he, he was very hot-headed. But I'm guessing it's, it's I don't want to sound like I'm generalising, but it's probably like a very like Italian footballer thing. There's a lot of Italian hotheads used to play, and he was he was definitely one of them. Mm, Balotelli. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Matarati. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Totti, I mean, he was obviously an amazing player. Um, and I think if you go to the modern era, he's also one of the players that comes to mind because I know he had quite a few times where he was offered big money moves and he turned them down. Mm. Um, I know Juventus was definitely one of them. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the greatest Italian players of, of all time. He's, I, I, I know from like a lot of Lazio fans who hate Rome with a passion. And as much as they dislike Totti because he played for Roma, even they can't deny like how good of a player he was. And the Lazio-Roma fucking rivalry is heated. And even they're like, yeah, fair play. He was, he is amazing. Like, if you look at someone like, like this, not the stats, but necessarily like he's the oldest Champions League goal scorer in history. He's 38 in 59 days. Or at least he was when he um, broke the record. He's the highest scoring, sorry, sixth highest scoring Italian in all competitions. Second highest scoring in uh, Italian of all time in the Italian leagues. You know, he only won one City A title, but it's because he was at Roma. If he'd have been at Juve or Inzo or somewhere like that, he might have won more. Mm, but yeah, yeah he, he's probably one of the most... He's, I, I think he's one, definitely one of the top five Italian playmakers of all time. Mm. I think he is Italy's most capped player as well. So so that does say it a bit more. Yeah. Because Italy's um, 
standard for of players is still very high, isn't it? Um, I'd argue probably more than England's standard of average player. Um, so I mean, yeah. that's a very high level, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's the most, he's... most capped player there. I just, you know, I, 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 even watching him play into his late thirties, he was again running games like his passing and shooting ability was almost unmatched. Like other players, mm. I've no idea where I got a holding mid from. You, you, my, my thing of uh, Daniel De Rossi, who was also like That's a legend, probably um, yeah. one club. Well, I say one club man. He played for Boca Juniors for like six months and then retired. But yeah, he was. Um, we won't hold that against him. Through. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably where I got holding mid from then. But anyway, yeah. uh, move on to the next player then. Um, another player I do remember watching quite fondly as well uh, back in the 2012 Champions League campaign. Um, I will always mention that when I get a chance. But anyway, his name is Carlos Poyol, played for Barcelona, making 682 appearances. Simply put, my favourite centre-back. Right, he is... I, think, I think this article has misspelled his name as well. Yeah, I think he has as well, but still. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's one of the... He's, greatest he's defenders of, of all time, yeah. I think. Greatest defender, greatest captain, one of the best blokes, really. Like you could, yeah. you, there's, there's just so many videos of him just either being nice to your position or trying to get the game keep on going. There's a video of him like picking up a bottle and throwing it off, off the ground after PK was like, ref, there's a bottle here. What mm. do we do with it? Yeah, 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 because PK pretty much stopped the game because he asked the ref, what should I do with it? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Puyol, Puyol came over, <laughs> took it out of his hand, threw it, and like, get in position. Yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. something... PK, I think I think you said once Poyle retired. He basically said that like you, you never got a moment's rest with Poyle. Like you you you'd be sat there and thinking like you know you couldn't switch off because he'd be literally in your ear for the entire ninety minutes. And if you were mm. out of position, he'd be fucking swearing at you in fucking Catalan until you fucking got back in position again. <laughs> I think one of the things with Poyle is that he he wasn't like physically that that impressive. Like he wasn't quick necessarily than other mm. than other players. He was stronger than necessarily other players. But he was he was just intelligent, wasn't he? He was just in the mm. right place at the right time was constantly on he's also a, he's also a fucking right pit bull wasn't he as well like he, yeah. he might have been the strongest but he would not he would never give up a tackle like if he was going in for a tackle he'd be going in for the tackle like he'd, he'd play with a broken nose a fucking I, I, I saw a video the other, the other day um it was i think it might have been on um instagram or something or photo that um i think carlos boyle was playing um football with some friends um and he was chasing down a lot a ball that went like past this glass screen um, and he ran through the glass screen going to get this ball. <laughs> and it's not a joke. There's only photos of him with like a smashed glass screen of him with like cuts over his knees, just smiling and like putting his thumbs up. And he's like, he definitely subs- <laughs> yeah. yeah, he definitely subscribed to Maldini's ideal of if you have to make a tackle, you've already lost as a defender, didn't they? Like, I think he did to a point, but he, he, he did also love a tackle as well. I think, mm. you know, he, he, he was that level of centre-half, but he didn't like to go in for a two-footer sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was the club's captain for ten years, which does say yeah. quite a lot as well. Like from two thousand and four to two thousand and fourteen, twenty-one titles as well. So, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, not bad return. I, th- I, th- I can't remember if he was also the player. I, I don't think he was that John Terry got sent off with. I think that was actually Ale- Ale- Alexis Sanchez, wasn't he? I think that was, wasn't it? Maybe that Champions League campaign. But I know Poyol was. Very pissed off at that point. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think yeah. one of the things that Poyle will always be famous for, though, was that moment where he gave um, Abadal the trophy. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, mm. Who was it who came out? Was it Song who came out, who came out thinking it was for him? Yeah, yeah, Alex Song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he did come out, mm. yeah. Yeah. Because it was it Abadal who was suffering from cancer or something and he came back or was at the end of his treatment or something. The... I think it was like a liver thing, wasn't it? Was that a liver or a cancerous? It's something like that, wasn't it? Mm. I think that he had a bedell. Mm. 
and yeah, he, he came back and got a champ- and got given the, uh, the, the trophy. Yeah. Mm. Someone's like, "Oh, is this for me?" Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I mean, he definitely he definitely deserved to be there amongst them, though, didn't he? Because he had a quite a good career up, up until that point, didn't he? So, mm. so yeah. Um, but yeah, shall we move on to the next player? Go on. Um, mm. Now, I'm really hope, Chuck, that you know this player. His name is Tony, <laughs> Tony Adams. Oh, Mr. Arsenal. Yes. So he was yes. known as Mr. Arsenal. 672 appearances. Yeah, but before my time, before I really started watching Arsenal, but cracking legend. Amazing really? player. Even full when he retired, so yeah. yeah. I guess you would watch too much of him, but I haven't seen too much of like you know, like videos been playing. But you know, to to get a statue outside the Emirates, you have to be pretty decent. I mean, like Honoré and him are pretty much the only ones I know that got statues outside the Emirates. Probably, probably a few others, but uh, Tony Adams. He spent eighteen seasons at Arsenal as well. So I mean, that's pretty good going for any career. Oh, for sure. Um, I'd argue that's. I wouldn't say that's average, but it's it's definitely what you'd aim for as a player, isn't it? 18 seasons. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, yeah, I'd from, say 18 seasons of top flight football is pretty good going. To be yeah, fair. I think yeah. on average you want to be hitting four, 13, 14. If you hit 18, yeah. that's really, really good. So yeah, like from the age yeah. of 18 to 36. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're lucky, to be honest, to be playing top flight football after you hit 30. And to be doing it until your mid to late 30s is pretty good going. Mm, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, not much else to say about Tony Adams, to be honest. Um, unless Chuck, you've got more. <laughs> uh, not really, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then we're gonna go on to the last player on my list, and we have spoken about him quite a lot in a special that's yet to be released. Um, so we won't say too much about him, but it is Lionel Messi. Uh, he's made seven hundred and seventy appearances for Barcelona, and um, obviously known as one of the greatest players of all time, if not the. He's definitely one of the two, isn't he? I would say the. I think he is. Yeah, mm. I would slightly disagree, but I'm probably biased in that sense. Yeah, I, I think he is the as well. I, I'm also saying the, so it's three, mm. three against one. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I, I'd say he's the most naturally talented player of all time. I wouldn't mm. say he's the best of all time. Yeah, um, but I mean, 770 appearances at the time of recording. It's 663 goals with 291 assists, which is absolutely mental. Um, so I think that's a goal involvement every 62 minutes. So I think that's what I've got up here. Yeah. Every 62.7 minutes. Yeah. So that's, that's he's, mad. He's quite a good player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. You'd have him in your five-a-side, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. could have him and one other player in your five-a-side and you'd probably still win the game. So. Yeah. I reckon I could, like, if you put me hungover after a night out, and Messi in a in five-a-side team. Yeah, yeah. put you in goals. You can just lie down yeah. in front of the five-a-side goal. And I reckon Messi, me and Messi would still win comfortably mm. most games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's Lionel Messi. That is all of my players. Um, one thing I will mention, actually, just a quick caveat. Um, we are going to be starting to do this new thing where with our Patreon, we're actually going to be le- releasing specials on there. So, like Lionel Messi, um, we're going to be le- releasing things on there. Um, just just to encourage you guys to maybe support us if you can because um, you know we, we would love some support and love to know you guys are enjoying what you're listening to um, give so, us your money yeah <laughs> well it's just also that it's just you know we want to be able to give back to the people who genuinely uh, you know enjoy us as well so um, releasing these specials is the way of, do, of that we can do it um, so yeah that, that's that's our plan um, but yeah I think that's that's all my players though so um I've got a few yeah. if you want to go from I've here. Got, I've got one for Ethan. Oh, what's one you've yeah. got, Chuck? 
I've got Jimmy Dickinson. Not a fucking clue. Is he a Spurs uh, player? <laughs> he is a Portsmouth player. Oh, is he? Yeah, he, he uh, featured on the South, Clo- South Coast in the first, second, and third division between 1946 and I'm 1965. I'm surprised I'm not aware of Jimmy Dickinson. The only Pompey legend I'm aware of at that time is Alan Knight, if you can get that. That's up for him. He was played Pompey. I don't think he's a one-club man. Um, I've got a few extra one-club men here, which I'll be very mm-hmm. impressed if any of you guys know. You, you might know some of these. Um, I'm going to start off with Galatasaray legend, uh, Bulent Korkmaz. I've probably butchered that name. but so, I'm, Say that name again. Uh, Bulent, 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 Korkmaz. Kork, Mads. Korkmaz, K-O-R-K-M-A-Z. Not Korkmaz. No. We're not doing another filthy name video, Matt. No, no, no. But yeah, he played for Galatasaray's entire career from 1985 to 2006. Made over 600 appearances for the club over that period. Um, an amazing servant and one of the probably one of the best Turkish defenders of all time. Uh, another player that we mentioned earlier alongside Paolo Mardini is um, Franco Baresi. Um, had a 20-year career at AC Milan from 1977 to 1997. Um, Everton legend Tony Hibbert, one club man, played mm-hmm. there from 1998 to 2016. Um, absolute cult hero. Never scored a goal either. This is a, always a funny stuff about Tony Hibbert. Oh. Never scored a goal. I didn't realise he played until 2016. I, I'm fairly certain from 2012 onwards, he made um, a total of um, 11, so 20 appearances um, in four years. Oh, okay. Right, so he was a very sporadic player in that squad, wasn't he? Basically, ever since Seamus Coleman came in, he didn't really play much. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. Um, next player, um, Saint-Etienne uh, legend, um, Loic Perham. Played for them from 2003 to 2020. Um, recently retired, actually. Um, you might, uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the clip, but there's a clip... Um, of in the uh, last season in the Coupe de France final, um, he got sent off in the first half for an awful tackle on Kylian Mbappe, um, who he actually injured, um, and then that was his last ever game for Saint Etienne. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Ang- giving Mbappe an ankle injury in the Coupe de France <laughs> final, yeah, potentially injuring uh, the next best, the, the next exactly, best player. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Definitely. Um, this player, I doubt any of you guys will know unless you're an avid Real Sociedad fan. But Xavi um, Prieto, is that is that how you pronounce it, Chuck? Xavi Prieto. Is that good yeah, enough sure. Chavi, yeah, um, <laughs> sure. Why not? Anyway, it's it, it, it's more like a Xavi, like Xavi Alonso. Ah. Um, but yeah, so he played for Real Sociedad from 2003 to 2018, making over 500 appearances for the club, scoring over 67 goals, which is pretty decent going for midfielder. This one you guys should know. Ledley King. Uh, was at Spurs in 1999-2012. Could have left the club, but, um, you know, I think Should've he stayed at the club, the club pretty much because his knees were like in absolute tatters and they're willing to keep him on and play him in as many games as they could do. Um, and just shatter his knees even further. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like how I read that pretty much used to go and say that he never, never used to go and play. Like you used to come in, do a few like um, fitness exercises in the training ground, never trained properly, turn up on a Saturday, played like, you know, like an absolute fucking warrior and then was on ice for the next five days. Mm. Um, and is currently an assistant manager or assistant coach at Spurs under Jose Mourinho. Oh, which is surprising because they can't defend. <laughs> Do um, one day work, five days late, and then five days of ice baths. The, the last one that I've got here, but there's probably way more to go over as well, is uh, Gary Neville, another one of the uh, Class 92, like Skulls and Gigs, played for United from 1992 to 2011, um, and was arguably one of the best right backs in the Premier League for quite a long period of time. And then Bakri Sanjay. I think Paolo Ferreira has a shout. I think Neville was better than Paolo Ferreira. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that that's my honourable mentions to the no, list. No, no city players, no no one club city players. Oh, phone. 
<laughs> a current player. Is that, is that the oh, only I one I've got? Marcus Rashford. Scott McTomney. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're including Messi, mm. then you know Phil Foden counts, surely. Yeah, but I mean, he spent a majority of his career. I mean, he's he's, he's likely so, to retire so within. Yeah, no, but <laughs> he's, so he's likely to retire within the next like three or four seasons, which I don't think Foden will. Um, but no, yeah. Go. yeah. Anyway, okay, then that's going to be the end of I my section. I don't know. I'd like to think Mason Mount would be as well. So we'll see what happens. Maybe even Reese James. I know Tammy Abraham won't be, but um, but yeah, that's another point. Why are they yeah. leaving? Uh, that's something to talk about on the weekly wrap up, I think. So, so okay, yeah. yeah. But anyway, right, that's going to be the end of my point. Anyway, so uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening to my point, guys, and uh, we'll go into another break, and we'll be back in the quiz. Do you love listening to podcasts but hate ads getting in the way? Why not consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the3nilpodcast or follow us on buymeacoffee.com slash the3nilpodcast. These will get you access to an ad-free version of the pod as well as early access. Hello guys, Connor here from the Bundle YouTube channel. We are not only a podcast, but a source of your entertainment too. Here's a quick insight of when one of our members thought that the moon was actually bigger than the earth. Roxby being like, yeah, it's mad. Like that is, That's bigger than the earth, isn't it? Oh, me, me and George oh, just... Oh, <laughs> oh no. That time when we remember Gordon Ramsay screaming and made one of his chefs into an actual idiot sandwich. Idiots. An idiot violation on that. <laughs> and lastly, when in school, we go back and touch on the most memorable moments. I need to get to my lesson, whatever. You're on the wrong side, doesn't oh, matter. No. And he goes, yeah. you yeah, he gets there and you go, oh no, you got to go all the way <laughs> round. Turn you around, door, turn around. You can find us all on The Bundle on YouTube or find us on Instagram, which is at the underscore bundle underscore, Twitter at the bundle underscore underscore, Facebook, which is The Bundle Podcast, and finally TikTok at The Bundle underscore. Are you or your company looking for someone to help get your name out? To get your product known to as many people as possible, then why not get in contact with us, the Free Nil Podcast, through our email, freenilpodcast at gmail.com, and you can have your ad in this part of our podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the 3 0 podcast. Thank you for listening to that ad break. And it is now on to everyone's favorite part of the show, obviously. It is Ethan's quiz. This week, we are joined by guest Joel, who will be competing against Matt to work out who can guess the footballer based on facts that I give them. Um, we're going to have a rule. We're going to stick to the rules this time. The rule being that you're allowed one guess per fact we give you. There was a, a, a contentious decision last week, but VAR that ruled... cheated. Uh, week no, before VAR, last. Yeah, the week before last, sorry. VAR ruled there was no clear and obvious error, so it was not given, Chuck. Apologies, but, you know... Matt's just got VAR better boys than I have. VAR is <laughs> That's final. all that is. <laughs> Same thing over and over again. You're basically saying I'm yeah. Manchester City. Is that what you're saying? You're, you are the Manchester I would City never of this quiz. <laughs> 
I yeah, accuse um... you of something. It just rolls off you like water off a duck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, get, getting getting to the quiz. So we'll need a buzzer from yourselves. Matt, what's your buzzer? <laughs> nice. All your listeners will love that. Joel, what about you? What's your buzzer? <laughs> Okay, similar. very similar. similar, but you know. Yeah. All right, I'll try and go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, 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 a sort of like death core scream into the mic. <laughs> this is doing instead. I'm sure, I'm sure our audio listeners and listeners in general will love that. Try to do something um, Scottish, Joel. God. Yeah. What, Scottish? How does that, that work? Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I will start with the guests this week. The guests will get the first. Um, well, I'll say the first guess. Um, actually, no, we won't get a first guess, will they? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's the first person to buzz in. Yeah. So yeah. we'll just start on the first player. Well, so, can I just, can I, I just ask? Chuck's yes. not going to be used because having him as an additional person probably isn't going to be help. I assume it, it's not. I, I'm here as moral support for when you guys feel you know a bit sad or something. But yeah. we're, we're doing one guess per clue. Yes, Ethan. Yes, that is correct. Yes. One guess sure per Chuck- clue, Matt. Chuck, right. I'm Chuck's the AR. Yeah, yeah, I'm Chuck's the AR. Okay, right, right. He will right. if, 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 if I fuck it up, which I'm bound to do, to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay. I've, got, I've got my mic. I've got my mic, Ethan. No, we, <laughs> we have five players here. Check my power that, pack. That, that will be part of the main game, and a sixth player will be worth um, a certain number of points I determine, depending on how close the game is. Um, you guys will work out how this works. There's not really many rules, proper rules to it, because we're all just absolute idiots who just fuck about on a podcast. Anyway... The first player, the first clue about this player. I was born on the 27th of June, 1977. How old does that make him? 43. 43, okay. Any, any, go on. Michael Balak. Incorrect. Any guesses on Joel's side? There you go. (laughs) Hey, there you go. Uh, Owen Hargreaves. Incorrect. I was born in Madrid, Spain. Ooh. 43 in Madrid, Spain. Rather than Madrid, England or Madrid, Italy. Yeah. yeah. Um, ha, Carlos Puyol. Incorrect. He yeah. wasn't born in Madrid. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'd expect to be like Catalan, but still. Hey, um, Xavi. Incorrect. I spent the majority of my career in Spain, but had spells in Germany, the Middle East, and America. Ha, Xavi Alonso. Incorrect. Hey, David Villa. Incorrect. I was the highest ever goal scorer for Real Madrid until Cristiano Ronaldo overtook my record. Ha. Raul? That is correct. Yes. <laughs> well done, Matt. You oh. get the first point this oh. week. Joel's furious. He, he knows it. He knew it. He just couldn't quite yeah, get there in time. I was in quick enough. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, going to, go. I've, I'm going to VAR. I'll check you for an offside. <laughs> no, Matt's clear. Matt's clear. Okay, no clear and obvious cool. error this time. Cool. There we go. So that was Raúl, uh, Real Madrid legend, played for Madrid, Schalke, Al Sadd, and New York Cosmos. I didn't know he played for Schalke. That's an interesting one. Yeah. When was yeah, that? Spent two years at Schalke, uh, 2010 to 2012. Was that before or after Madrid? Uh, after? Is it? Don't mention 2012. Don't mention yeah. 2012. Yeah. 
anyway, okay. This is the next player. I was born on the 11th of January, 1987. Making me 34 years old. Are we allowed to know if he's still playing? That's a no then. Okay. Um, Inconclusive. It's not a yes or a no. I've just not given you an answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Go on, Joel. You've used to give uh, your eye. I did. I did buzzed in, didn't I? Uh, uh, Sergio Aguero. Don't think he's that old. Incorrect. Uh, ha, is it... Um... Oh, crap. I just forgotten who I was going to say. <laughs> no, I, I hate it as well. Uh, it's not old crap. I forgot what I was going to say. No, no. <laughs> oh. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll have to move on. Okay. Yeah. I was born in Sheffield, England. Ha, Jamie Vardy. That is correct. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Oh. Max uh, Coon left at the moment. I think you mentioned that when we covered him in the podcast recently. I think it was about England and uh, Maybe. stuff. I think was, you were mentioning about just Jamie Vardy's like, uh, like attitude and stuff and the way he plays. You just got a player from Sheffield just like tearing up the lower leagues. I think, I think that's what stuck out in my mind. I don't even remember that. So if I did, well done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the next player. I was born on the 5th of November, 1992, making me 28 years old. Oh, we're young and we're young and this time. Who was over 28 recently? Hey, Jesse Lingard. Incorrect. No, I'll just carry on. I was born in Pescara in Italy. I didn't get that. That's where you broke up. Uh, I was born in Pescara in Italy. How is it Insigne? Incorrect. I think he's a bit older, actually, isn't he? But... Aye, is it Icardi? Incorrect. Ooh, I thought that could have been right. <laughs> I started my career in Italy and I spent the majority of my career in France. I... Oh, was, was that an eye from Joel there? No, that was me trying to remember the guy's name. I'm, I'm going to rule it as no buzz. No buzz has been put okay, in. Okay, okay, no buzz. I did. Um, no, I can't think of the guy's name. <laughs> oh, same as me. <laughs> Can okay. I say place for and see if someone else can get his name? <laughs> well, no, because if you do that, you might end up losing to Matt. You don't, you don't give any way, give away any information. So, what was the point again that you said? So he's twenty-eight. He's twenty-eight, born yeah. in Pescara, and spent the majority of his career in France, but had a small spell in Italy at the start of his career. Hey, his name like Verretti. Verratti. That is correct. I'll give it yeah. to you, Marco Verratti. Yeah. Nice. That was what I was trying to think. I just couldn't yeah, remember his name. Yeah. I knew it began with a V. The, the, the five foot two centre midfielder. Mm. Yeah, that, five the four, next question... Oh, well, the, Four foot eight, five, mate. Five, what does the matter? Um, <laughs> it's your height shot, pretty much. Uh, the, ne- five, the next six, clue would, would have been that I am a, um, I am a regista or tech artista, which is the, the position that I play, and I'm known to be a diminutive playmaker, which you might have got it then if I'd have had a French playmaker, but anyway. 
still the same player that I was thinking of. I just couldn't remember his name. <laughs> there you go. There we go. The next player. I was born on the 12th of July, 1991, making me 29. Ha- Eden Hazard. Incorrect. Well, it's worth having a guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who's about 29? I don't know. Um, I now can't think of any 29-year-olds. No, move on to the next. I can't think of any 29-year-olds. I was born in Cucuta in Colombia. Uh, uh, James Rodriguez. That is correct. You, yes. you didn't say I, Joel. If you just said I, you got, got it. <laughs> well, again, I was trying to remember his name. I was, I, for some reason, I went Renato Sanchez. It was my mind. All right. So, as much as Matt is now 3-1 up, we, we do have a special player at the end, so you can always bring it back in the end. Oh, whoa. So, don't, whoa, don't, don't whoa. worry too yet. I know. I'm switching the rules up. I told you this. There's no real rules in this game. I'll, I'll make it up to go along. Okay. The, All right, the guess. Player, I'm the one keeping the rules here. The, the penultimate player. I was born on the 10th of April, 1973, making me 48 years old. Hi. Zinedine Zidane. Incorrect. Any guess from you, Matt, so far? No. Carry on. I was born in Sao Paulo in Brazil. How, is it Roberto Carlos? Fucking hell, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. Yes. Oh, oh. God. He's been doing his own work, isn't he, Matt? Has. Oh, I have to. I was taking I'm... a punch. just works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really does. <laughs> Fuck I, me. I was going to guess Fat Ronaldo, but I didn't know if that would have been accepted as an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken Fat Ronaldo, to be fair. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So there is one last player. I'm gonna I'm gonna deem this worth three points. So if you get it, Joel, you tie. But if you don't, then Matt's gonna smash you seven-one. Um, you know, just like United versus Roma back in the day. I don't have any lawyers or anything to get me out of this. No, nope, there, there are no city lawyers who can get you out of this. I'll just say allegedly, and then they have no power. <laughs> okay. Okay, I was born on the 4th of November, 1972, um, making me 48 years old. Another 48-year-old? Mm-hmm. Oh, we do love a 48-year-old on the podcast. Hey. I'm old. Oh, on, oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, I think Joel got in Cut. first. I, 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 had, I had the eye first. Right, last time, uh, Zinedine Zidane, he's about that age, isn't he? Incorrect. Ha, Ronaldo, as in fat Ronaldo. <laughs> Incorrect. Yeah, cool. I was born. I was. I was born in Almada in Portugal. Uh, I, Luis Figo. That is correct, yeah. Joel. <laughs> oh, he brings it back. Oh, he, he brings, brings it, it back, back to a four. No, the final player brings it back. Man, it's absolutely How, few. So that's worth two, two points. That's worth three points. Three points. What? I told you, we fair? make up the rules as How we go is along. That fair? <laughs> we all agreed to the rules. Exactly. We we had the VR booth here. VAR booth, what do you say? Uh, yeah, Ethan did claim it to be worth three points, so it was worth three points. This is this is biased now because yeah, Chuck's yeah. got the uh, anger of losing last time. Do you, do you want a tiebreaker? <laughs> Should we have a tiebreaker to just, just to, to deem who actually wins rather than have it as a draw? Because, you know, no one likes draws. Let's, let's do it like America. There's no draws ever. If I end up losing this, I'm going to be very pissed off. <laughs> oh, right. then you'll know how it feels. 
Right, let's do yeah, slight intermission while I find a player to bring up for you. Like I said, I've lost, what, two points? Like, you've got three points in one player. That's mental. Oh, you're right, Matt. Oh, you're okay. This is this is you very can, unfair you, you, quiz. This, this, this one's going to be quiz. quite hard. Here's my quiz. If it's hard, that means you're just going to be an older player. So I'm just not going to stand a chance. Even though I've done pretty okay. well with the older players, apparently. But that's exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> shit guessing, though. <clears throat> anyway, the tiebreaker is now here. I was born on the 8th of May, 1978, making me 42 years old. Uh, Michael Ballack. Incorrect. I, um, Buffon. Incorrect. I was born in Planaltina in Brazil. She couldn't tell. I've never said that, that place before, so I was really struggling to try and pronounce that. <laughs> Planaltina. 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 I. Yes. Ronaldinho. Incorrect. Now we had Ronaldinho the week before. Can I have Ronaldinho mm. again? Ronaldinho is the is the player who who he cheated on. He cheated. <laughs> VAR gave it as a <laughs> don't, you know don't use... didn't rule it out. Any guesses for me, Matt? Uh, no, no, no. Carry on. Okay. I spent most of my career as a centre back. I don't know any Brazilian centre backs. We you know David Luiz, but it's not him. Wait, no, not that old though. I can think of a right back, but I can't think. I can't remember the centre backs. No guesses okay, so right. far. Hi. All right, Cafu. Incorrect. No, I can't remember. Um, I spent the majority of my career in Brazil. However, I have had spells in Germany and Italy as well, and also a short spell in India. I honestly have no clue who this guy is. It could be going a while here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I started my career at Guara in Brazil, moving on to Internacional, Bayer Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Juventus, Sao Paulo, Palmeiras, FC Goa, Gamma, and ending my career in 2020 at Brasiliense. Raven, if I'm, I'm going to quickly send you a, a message on, on Discord because I think I know who it is. I. No, it's not him. I was going to say Gilberto Silva. No, no that's incorrect. He's a centre-back from Brazil. I sent you the message, Ethan. Retired last year. Well, this is definitely cheating, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh, he's just playing, isn't he? Mm. Okay. Who on earth? I don't, I don't, I don't know any Brazilian centre-backs at all. <laughs> oh. I have one... because he was born in Brazil doesn't yeah. make him necessarily Brazilian. I have won three Bundesligas, three DFB Pokals, and also a treble in 2009-10 under Jose Mourinho. Sorry, Jose Mourinho, should I say. Aye. Carvalho. Incorrect. If you're in guesses, we'll have to have another fucking tiebreaker in a minute. Jesus Christ. Who the fuck was that? Have I mentioned him before? No. My is full name, Alex? incorrect. My full name is Lucimar Ferreira da Silva. 
Still have no fucking clue. Christ <laughs> almighty, you guys. <laughs> this must be a draw, surely, then. Yeah. No, we're, we're going to have another tie break if you can't get this one. We'll do another yeah. one. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll give you this player. It was Lucio. Still don't know who he is. No, no. Well, Lucio? You don't know Lucio? No, no. no, it doesn't ring any bells. See, this is the issue with the most knowledgeable person on the pod doing the quiz because then when there's someone that he thinks oh yeah they don't know when we actually have no idea <laughs> there's, there's going to be some football fans who aren't happy I'll, I'll, I'll link you to the Wikipedia page quickly okay oh, let's, don't get let's me wrong, get I've another heard one of him. I didn't know he was Brazilian or anything like that like didn't know where he played I recognise the name alright alright give me a second yeah. find another player yeah alright there we go um, so we've gone through eight players team. exactly and Matt still thinks he should have won but you know fuck you well, I've got <laughs> what five of them <laughs> he got four of them. Four of them. Okay. It's not enough. It's not how this works. No, yeah. exactly. apparently not. <laughs> Ethan decides how this works. It's, it's a democracy. It's a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, final. Hopefully, the final player. I was born on the thirty-first of May, nineteen eighty-nine, making me thirty-one years old. I mean. Think of a thirty-one-year-old now. It's funny, it's hard to think of a thirty-one-year-old. Incorrect. I think he's thirty, though. Actually, but still, yeah. Um, I Cavani. Incorrect. I'm not going to give you his place of birth because I'll give it away immediately. So I'll give you the position that I uh, he has played for. I have mainly played as a forward or an attacking career. As attacking Matilda, sorry, in my career. I. Sergio Aguero. Incorrect. Any guesses from you, Matt? Um, ha- one matter. I think he's a bit older than that, but. Incorrect. Yeah. I missed out on my team. Winning the 2014 FIFA World Cup due to injuries. Ha, is it Sami Navri? Incorrect. Or did you say I 2014? Did... Yes. Ah, incorrect. You've already given you a guess. Yeah. Who missed that one in the 2014 World Cup due to injuries? I don't actually know. Who won hmm. the 2014 World Cup? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I have spent the majority of, well, I spent all of my career in Germany. Okay. Ha, is it Thomas Muller? Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> Thomas Miller was a top scorer of the 2014 World Cup. So was he? he? Okay, yeah. Out of it, out of it for injuries. I couldn't, I couldn't remember if he yeah. played or not. Kind of go through the players who were injured. So played all the time in in Germany. Should have been in that German squad. We'll have to move you one if you don't guess in a second. No, I can't. I can't think. Mine's gone blank. All right, this one should get it. I scored the away goal against Manchester City last week in the Champions League. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, the away goal in the Champions League. He's last... a Man City fan. <laughs> remember last Are you week? serious? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it. Oh, hi. Marco Royce. There we go. Are <laughs> you serious? Like you give him three league. extra points and then you tell him on a game that he's watched against his club that he supports. He is the we guest, Matt. We literally discussed it on our weekly wrap-up on Monday, Matt. Yeah, well, At least on Tuesday. That. He supports the bloody club. You remember? <laughs> wow. Well, that's nah. nah, that's that's not right. That's not right. Is it not? Is it is it not no, right? That's, that's not, not right. right. 
Well, just as I thought that Hyung Min Son is a little fucking pussy who shouldn't have gone to the ground, you can get over it and fucking come back next week and try and win again, Matt. Because okay. the winner is Joel. He's 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 got I mean, the lawyers. He's got the money of Man City. He That's just favoritism. That's what that is. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's paid me forty quid to fucking bribe me to win the game anyway. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, you know, Matt might think he's hard done by, but you know, if if, if you knew him, everyone was, will. Then... <laughs> only, thing, only thing people remember is the winner. Exactly. No one's going to be second. No, I remember. I, mean, I didn't, though, did I? <laughs> like in real well, terms. I mean, according to this, you finished second, Matt. According, yeah, according okay. to everything cool. that matters, you finished second. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not one. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, Matt can you know continue to be upset by this, but um, thank you all very much for listening to this week's episode of the Three Nil Podcast. Uh, I want to say a quick thank you to Joel. Thank you very much for joining us in the podcast and being our guest this week. Pleasure. Also, um, and that's pretty much going to be it for us now. I think we're going to all say goodbye to you now. So, Matt, do you want to say goodbye? That was a terrible quiz. All right, there you go. You still butt hurt. Chuck? That was an amazing quiz. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I had fun. I hope you guys had fun listening to us and tune in next week. The truth is a damn hard pill to swallow. I'm reaching out, but all I feel is hollow. Truth is a damn hard pill to swallow
The Three Nil Podcast is just opinions of three people and sometimes a guest about football. The content of this show is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to disrupt or harm anyone in any way. You shouldn't make your own assumptions based on things that have been said in our podcast without undertaking your own research first. Any music we have used is thanks to no copyright sounds. You can find them on YouTube by searching NCS or going to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash no copyright sounds. Thanks for listening to the Three Nil Podcast. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at Freenil Podcast or following our Twitter and Instagram accounts, which are also at Freenil Podcast. Thank you and see you next week.